Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on... Lonely boys. Hey, Jenny. Hi. Are you still joining us? Um. What are you doing here? I was just leaving. No, stay. Blair, given you can barely manage your own messy affairs, surely you're not in a position to tell anyone where they can and can't eat. Um, do you realize who you're talking to? You mean a self-righteous bee who always sat on her own high horse judging everyone else? Pregnant little hypocrite? <gasps> not that it's any of your business, but I'm not pregnant. Nate must be thrilled. Chuck, too. What are you talking about? The whole school saw them throwing down over your G-Bass. The boyfriend and the best friend. Pretty classy. Consider yourself dethroned Queen Bee. Jenny, it's highly unlikely that I will ever forgive you for going to Nate, but if you walk away from me now, I will also ruin you. How are you going to do that? (gasps) Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. I, of course, am one of your titular Lonely Boys. My name is Matt, but I am not here by myself. That's right. The bitch is back. Brendan Ruffle, how are you today? Hey, hey, the blonde bitch is back, baby. <laughs> the beautiful blonde great. bitch. I, I am your co-host of Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Echo Cream. Shout out to Cream Nation, Hi Diddly Ho, and whatnot. All right, there we have it. Um, and we don't, we don't need to uh, talk about this at the top of the episode because we don't have a guest today. So we don't need to, we're not going to be excluding them anyway, but I'll just bring it up anyway. Uh, sure. The... Uh, there, I we don't have to talk about Taylor Swift every week, but there was a um, there was a Gossip Girl connection recently, and it's not yeah. recent when this comes out. Obviously, as as I flag up every every episode <laughs> that we are recording these many weeks in advance. But uh, did you watch the new Taylor Swift music video? Of course, I couldn't wait. It was funny because um, I saw future guest at this point Molly Flaherty or Molly DeRosa now. Uh-huh. Um, last weekend at this point, uh, maybe it was like. It was some Sunday, and she was like, "Have you heard?" Because that that morning, uh, the news flagged up on social media that there was going to be a new music video coming out uh, for "I Bet You Think About Me," directed by Blake Lively. And she's like, "It's so funny that your two worlds are colliding here. You just started this podcast, and we are both. We, we at this point we had been talking up this album, and there was just news after news uh, like popping up for all this all this red talk." Yes. And it just didn't stop. Very, very considerate of them to combine our two worlds and and join forces on this. What what did you uh, what did you think of the music video? Oh, so good. I, I just love watching Taylor do anything. Really, it was incredible. <laughs> and that was also my favorite song on the entire album. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, well, I guess like more because like uh, of like recency bias. Like since it was a vault song, I think it it uh, rang a little bit harder in my head. But um, I really loved the ten minute version, obviously. But since I've heard like all of Red so many times. I think just that was like probably the best song out of the vault, I'll say. And I'll, I'll let the, as time goes on, I'll, I, I won't say it's my favorite overall because it's unfair. Yeah. So I haven't been able to mix the vault songs in with the, in with the yeah, original it's two, songs. It's, yet, it's but like two different albums. As far as the vault songs go, it's actually my second least favorite of the, of the new songs. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is not to say that I disliked it. I, I do like it. Yeah. Um, it's fine. But I, I don't know. I just liked a lot of the other, uh, more poppy songs that she was giving us in the vault yeah, more. Definitely. and obviously the phoebe bridger song i really like oh that one's so good that yeah. one's underrated so um and I, I only watched the music video once because um i don't know you know i'm a busy guy but i, I thought it was a good a nice directorial debut by by blake yeah. lively and you know fun fact this is not the first uh taylor swift gossip girl crossover oh no can, can you that. guess which other gossip girl star has appeared in a taylor swift music video before hmm uh, is it Penn Badgley? It is not. It is oh. Jessica Zor, who plays our favorite Vanessa, of course. She's uh, in the 22 oh, music video God. with Taylor Swift. God damn it. The, the worst possible person to be in my favorite person's videos. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, I think they're friends. Or at least they here. were friends at the time. Yeah, um, whatever. Now she's moved on to bigger and better Gossip Girl alum alumni with Blake yeah. Lively. <laughs> and it was just great to see, honestly. Like Taylor is just so so charismatic and funny, and I think anytime she's on screen, she just she steals our hearts. She really does, and I know some. Not everyone's going to agree with us, but listen, this is what you're going to get. The first the first five minutes of the Lonely Boys are going to be the Swifty Boys, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Just deal with it until the real show starts. I keep. I keep mentioning, I keep dating this podcast by mentioning things that are happening, even though the episode's not going to come out help it, for weeks. Should I just be pretending, should I just be pretending it's the day that this is being released? Should I, should I, I don't, be, people do that like, on podcasts, like when Jeopardy, like, especially on Coney Bang Bang, but I don't understand why like, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit us yeah. at all to do that. So let's just keep talking about stuff that's months Jeopardy, old. Cause I, I know Jeopardy tapes like months in advance but I, yesterday the show came on and ken jennings is just like and of course today is thanksgiving so everyone's having their turkey today and i'm like you're not yeah, me, yeah, ken. yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> they do that all i know Sh- should i pretend that it's because this is coming out on i think you should be coming out on christmas eve should i be pretending it's christmas eve i guess that maybe that makes some people happy but i think you're, you're gonna start doing that and then i'm gonna forget midway through we're gonna start talking about current events and it's gonna blow it all up <laughs> Ho, 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 Upper East Siders, and welcome to a very special Christmas episode. It's Christmas Eve today. <laughs> Brendan, are you getting ready You getting ready for Christmas? I bet your, your tree's like, no, up and everything. I just had you know, Tomorrow's the big day. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> wow, just don't right. play along at all. has been blown already. We, we tried. <laughs> it's, it's not working. I guess we should probably get into the episode at some point. Yeah, it's funny. We were just talking about before the show started how we haven't had any guests lined up in a couple of weeks, um, and I thought maybe that would shorten these episodes a little bit and now we're starting like we're 15 minutes into the show and we've been babbling about taylor swift <laughs> no the beauty of not having a guest this episode is that we we have plenty of time to just bullshit that's true they, they do cut into our time a little bit just yeah right guests. now i'd be asking a guest like oh why do you watch gossip girl who's your favorite <laughs> so character blah 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 <laughs> now we actually get to talk about the good stuff <laughs> now we get to get into the nitty-gritty oh fuck the guests man Fuck the guests. Fuck all the former guests Past, so far. Past, present, and future guests, everyone. You're bringing <laughs> yeah. us down. <laughs> I don't know why we keep inviting you, because you all suck. 
All right. I am. I, I will disavow this. I'm course, of course, I'm just kidding. We love all of our guests equally, and you are uh, really making the show special, I guess. All right. Let's get into the episode. I don't subscribe that to that, but moving on. <laughs> all right. So this was episode 14, The Blair Bitch Project. Um, I think another. I think we. It's really hitting its stride. It's another strong entry for the for the Gossip Girl yeah. canon. I think we hit uh, like the first stride early on with like the pilot goes like on a five episode yes. run or so, and I think since for me since Thanksgiving has been over, we've been really getting into another good spell here. <laughs> yes, you of course hated Thanksgiving, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's been very strong since then. Um, but we'll we'll get into all of it. So. Having been recently dethroned as Queen Bee, Blair hesitantly returns to school with the support of her BFF, Serena. Meanwhile, Serena struggles to adjust to her new living arrangements with her future stepbrother, Chuck, while receiving disturbing packages from an unknown sender. Jenny needs something to wear to her birthday party, and her drive to be popular hits an an all-new time high when she does something illegal to fit in with her new Upper East Side friends. Whew. All right. Um, Mm. What a mouthful. Fun fact. From this episode on, the previously mentioned Jessica Zor as Vanessa is added to the main cast and is credited in the opening titles, oh, which is interesting because Vanessa is not even in this episode. <laughs> oh boy, I, I don't know. Every time she comes, she comes up, I get annoyed. Yeah, of course. And we've we've had a nice yeah. little uh, break from her, I believe. I don't think she was yeah. in last week's episode, and I don't think she was, and I I know for a fact actually she was not in this episode because I just watched it. So yeah, do you know? what the title was referencing this week the blair bitch project yes i finally i i'm gonna raise my average a little bit after going on a an ofer streak here it was the uh, the blair wish project ding 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 you got it yeah you I were was waiting for like a, your last what the three. fuck are you talking about no that's not it at all what, is, <laughs> what even is that you're now six for 13 overall if you get next week you'll be back up to 500 yes okay I, I'm very invested in, in how in how you do with these. But yes, uh, the 1999 film, The Blair Witch Project. This is The Blair Bitch Project. Original air date. We've, we've jumped three months ahead. Or maybe four? I think three months ahead. I think this was uh, the first after episode the after break, the writer's strike ended. No, okay. I, I, this oh, is when okay. the year, the writer's strike year. So yeah. Oh, that's um, why April the shortened 21st. first season maybe? Yes, yes. This was... April 21st, 2008. Uh, we we probably just coming back from our own spring breaks as the characters are. Um, and let's do it. Brendan, Brendan, let's just dive right in. Enough, enough let's bullshitting. Just let's, just, yeah. let's just talk about this episode. So we are going to open up with another iconic Blair dream sequence. And of course, Moon River playing again during the Blair dream sequence. Second time that Blair's had a dream in which she is a character that's played by Audrey Hepburn in a movie. Uh, first time, uh-huh. of course, was uh, in episode four, Bad News Blair. Um, and I believe this is a little uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's parody. Uh, the That's opening what Nicole scene had told me. Is... I, w- I wouldn't have known. Both yeah. those things I wouldn't have realized. I think that it's good that we have an expert here because I wouldn't have put that together. Because remember you mentioned the Audrey Hepburn thing. Yes, I wouldn't have known. This is when we, whenever we have a Blair dream sequence, she's gonna be, she's gonna be Audrey, and a lot of times Moon River is gonna be playing in the background. And okay. in this one, Leighton Meester gets to do some fun acting here and just yell "cat" over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Good acting. Nate enters to tell her, uh, "You don't have a cat, Jen. You don't have a cat, Jenny. You don't have anyone." And it, it's very confusing. I like his There's like too I'm there. Blair. It's funny she... to see him like be a funny <laughs> sort of character. 
that yeah, weird I mean, smile. I never Naomi seen smile either, so it's funny to see him just like give a grin. Naomi flagged it up last week that uh, Chase Crawford's a bit of a comedy legend, so I'm glad we could. Yeah, I want, I want more of that. We broaden his range here. Yeah, he kind of seemed uh, very villainous in this in this dream with a mm-hmm. shit-eating grin on his face. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Blair, Blair screams, I'm Blair, I'm Blair, a few times before Dorota finally wakes her up. We get another Dorota scene. Not not much out of Dorota yet, but got to flag up every time she's here because you're going to fall in love with her See, soon. to me, that was that was her biggest scene she's had yet. Like, a lot of dialogue there for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love I thought, Moon after, after that dialogue, I thought she was going to have like a, a big episode here, honestly, and then that was it. Yeah, no, this, that's it. Um, like, I, I it's going to start Moon now. Everyone, ret- my my fandom's going to gonna uh, really take off here. No. No, no, no. Not 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 yet. Not quite. Um So what would do do your best uh, Freud impression here. Analyze this dream to me. What what does it all mean? What okay. do, what does this dream mean? Honestly, it's funny that you say that because um the the dream sequence ended and I think I forgot it even happened. So I I don't know. I just threw it I threw it right out and didn't even think twice about <laughs> it. So I I don't I don't know if it has anything to do with anything. Like dreams yeah. often do. I, yeah, I just think Blair feeling insecure about her placement, about Jenny yeah. Yeah, usurping her, I guess. Her cat. She she, yeah, she just misses her cat. Um, like I said, Dor- Dorota's going to wake up Blair here. Gossip Girl tells us that spring break is now over. So uh, it's been three months off for the show, but I believe only three. I think they got three weeks off uh, in spring break for uh, for, the, for the students here, which I very long spring break. Yeah, long break. Yeah. Um, even in college, we only got a week off for spring break. Right. I think like, yeah, maybe between semesters, we get a month. Yeah. That's the longest one. Um, yeah. Also leads us to believe that Blair has just kind of been nowhere to be found since being dethroned. Uh, she's, she's currently sleeping in bed with chocolates. Um, I. Lady Godiva. Yes. As she mentioned, do you ever, uh, you ever sleep with any food in bed? No, I, I wish I could. I wish I could say that I'd done like the George sandwich during lovemaking, <laughs> but I, I I haven't. Yeah, I w- wasn't even thinking of lovemaking. I just meant to to sleep with. Or... <laughs> well, when you're talking the creepy uncle podcasting, it's going to be yeah. mostly about love. It's always going to go to sex. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Chuck of the show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Blair Blair doesn't want to go to school. We had an all time episode, by the way. She's, Lots uh... of great one liners. <laughs> Oh yeah, Chuck really really funny in this episode. I must give it to Chuck. Yeah. Uh Blair right doesn't want to go to school because she's still in mourning of her former life, despite Dorota's best efforts to try to try to get her up. And uh it, we, I mean, you mentioned this is a big scene for Dorota. She doesn't get much after after this in the episode, but Dorota's really like the person in charge of getting Blair ready for school. Really really kind of the mom in the situation since Eleanor is so absent so much. Yeah, and she's very stern with her too. She did very very much as that motherly figure. Yes, Miss Blair. Miss Blair has to get up and uh, get ready. <laughs> Uh, now we see Serena getting ready. Chuck Chuck is uh, taking over her bathroom to smoke while while Serena needs to get ready. Uh, oh, Chuck puts on a clinic. <laughs> Chuck's still insisting on calling Serena sis, much to the chagrin of Serena. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some good jokes in this scene. Um, <laughs> pretends like there's women I haven't in the shower. Have to go through them. Yeah, pretends yeah. like there's women in the shower, then tells Serena to get in with them. Uh, says, <laughs> says if she doesn't. Says, yeah, my sister needs to shower. Make room, ladies. <laughs> Says if she doesn't want to share any DNA with him, he wouldn't touch those towels if he, if he was there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my joke of the episode right there. Wow, <laughs> we're getting to Within, it already. Within like, the first five minutes. It was so good. <laughs> it, it, the, the delivery is so perfect. Like, 
we don't need to share any DNA, nor do I intend to. And he goes, he should probably get new hand towels. <laughs> yeah, he was, he's really on his A game. This, and this is why a lot of people are very quick to forgive Chuck, because once once they started giving him these like ridiculous just Chuck Bass lines, it was yeah. very hard to stay mad at him, even though you, you kind of have to, because he's is still a pervy little... Like, Still a pervert, but yeah. it's funny. He's in high school. It's those are funny jokes. Plus, like throughout the the range of this episode, you kind of feel for him a little bit because you know all throughout the show this episode that he's not the one giving her. You could just tell he he's being genuine that he is not yes. giving Blair those packages. I, I yeah, I get why Serena may think he is at first because he's Chuck. Yeah, I whatever, understand. But he keeps denying it time after time. There's no evidence to support him doing it. And like to what end? Besides like, why is he? Why is he going to keep giving Serena these packages even when everyone is telling him to stop? He knows, like, he's not getting anything out of it. Like, what, yeah, like, what does exactly. he get well, out of he delivering? Continue to dig himself a hole. Deli- like that. Yeah, what does he get out of delivering Serena cocaine in the middle of an alleyway, yeah. like nowhere? Like, there's nothing in it for him. I don't. She, mm-hmm. but Serena is uh, very close-minded. She's very she, her, her judgment's very clouded. She's yeah, one she track no one else mind. to blame. She, you have no idea, no else, yeah. no idea who else it could be. Yeah, but um, more more on that later. For now, we're gonna we're gonna cut to Jenny and the minions. Um, obviously, some times passed. It looks like Jenny has really taken to a role as I don't know the new queen. Like, because it seemed like she settled into the role as the new queen, but now it it seems like they're all kind of on equal footing. If anything, it kind of seems like Penelope has come out of nowhere to like start calling the shots in the group. Right, and we talked about that last week, where we thought it was funny that Jenny immediately replaced Blair. And it was kind of interesting how there's no little hierarchy here where someone would rise to power from within. It was just a straight up swap. But now we're seeing that maybe there was some sort of hierarchy here. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess Jenny may be queen as like a figurehead, but Penelope is certainly the one calling the shots in this episode. And I think she knows how to run the game. As the power struggle is happening, as the dust is settling, I think Penelope has taken it upon herself to just kind of take charge and, uh, and control her little group of minions so they so they know where the best place right. to settle is. Yeah, which makes sense because um, she knows the world much better than Jenny does. Yes, yes. She's still new. Uh, Jenny returns a bracelet that Hazel let her borrow. We get some nice foreshadowing here as Hazel's like, oh, you, you could have just kept it. I wouldn't have even noticed. So it's clear that mm-hmm. these, these girls may be minions, but they are still much wealthier than Jenny. Oh, yeah. I think, I think they're like the uh, Humphreys are probably the poorest at the school from what we see. De- yeah, definitely seems like even though shot. they are um, mil- millionaires, they are still definitely yeah, the, the, the second most poor people. kids there. Like, don't give a shit about any sort of money right. dollar figure. They're getting ready for Jenny's birthday. Going to be going to be a very very fun event. But uh, it seems like the minions don't know that Jenny is like that like much less wealthy than them. Like, even though Blair has made it a point to always be making fun of the poor Humphreys, the, the minions seem like. They don't really know it because Jenny's like freaking out about having to pay Penelope back $120. Like you can see it in her face, but they don't, the the minions at this point don't, don't seem to know. Like Jenny's like lying to them and saying that, you know, she's down to, she's picking between two dresses. She hasn't decided yet. Meanwhile, we know that Jenny can't afford any of these fancy dresses. No, no. I mean, I think Blair knew her a little bit better because she also knew the Humphrey family in general. Uh, But I I feel like now is where the minions are starting to actually get to know her. So they probably don't know her full family life, which we'll see later on as they're invited to her, her loft and they see where she comes from. Oh yes. That's going to be very fun. Um, yeah. But for now, Eric's Eric's hiding from the valet. Chuck's servants are apparently very attentive. Uh, they, they enter 
Chuck, Eric, and Serena, they enter the dining room and the whole family's here for breakfast. Lily is wearing sunglasses at the table, which is iconic. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck seems very... Very easily able to charm Lily, which makes Serena just like give the eye roll of the century. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we didn't get more on this either. About re- does she have a hangover? What was going on? <laughs> we don't. Re- I don't really know. I guess she's wearing <laughs> sunglasses. She is clearly not not in the best mood. But uh, Chuck is gonna Chuck's gonna charm her. Lily mentions it's their first day back to school, and offhandedly asks Serena. Uh, you didn't want to shower, which <laughs> usually this this effortless annihilation is reserved for a Humphrey, but it's still very funny here calling out Serena, and even funnier because the only reason Serena couldn't shower was because of Chuck. It's funny because yeah, Lily's been seeming more and more grounded as a character the last like five six episodes, um, but then you, you see a quip like this, and you're like, okay, she still she still got it. She's not such a softy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna shame Serena for not showering, but I <laughs> I feel gag. like. <laughs> showering before school i i mean i know it's different for these rich people but who are you trying to impress at school you don't need to, you don't need to shower before school i was a shower kid before school just so it could like wake me up because we had to get up so early for for high school so mm-hmm. that it was more that than anything else i did too in high school and then once college started i was waking up for class like five minutes before it started definitely not yeah showering i, no, before I, I think that's class. yeah same showing up in right. showing up in pajama pants I think, yeah, you're on the same plane as a lot of people with that. Yeah, and plus, I started running, and I would run after class, and you got to shower after you yes, run, and you yeah. don't want to shower twice oh, yeah. in one day. You, yeah, you don't you want know to get works. too dry. Yeah, I'm with you. So, but but Serena, you know what? I changed my mind. Serena, you can shower. Just <laughs> it's, it's still high school. You're not in college yet. You have to shower before class. Sorry. Yep. Okay. That's the rule. Um, Chuck has Serena leave without them he says that eric will take the limo with him and eric looks pretty excited about this bart bart mentions that chuck is, is to be the best man yeah, oh yeah eric eric's really rising this episode uh bart mentions that chuck's gonna be the best man at the wedding and chuck looks excited about that it looks like th- this this family unit somehow working right now which is it, very cute because eric has never had yeah, this I older like brother that. figure and chuck's mm-hmm. never really had this kind of relationship with his dad or like approval all, all the men here are thriving in this scene at least even when he get, he gets the, the news, it was a funny way of delivering the news too. How uh, Bart Bass was kind of just like, "Oh, so uh, when we, like, however you, I forget how we said it, but something about how he just kind of threw in there in the middle of the sentence that he was his best man, didn't like ask him, just like kind of stated it." Yeah. And even when Chuck yeah, got the like, news, and since he just, you're going to be my best man, right? He he looked so like conniving. He just his only look on his face is conniving or perverted. <laughs> he, can't, yeah. he can't help himself. This is. I feel like this is kind of weird. Like. Are you are sons expected to be the best men at their father's weddings? No, I feel like a lot of times you get more of like the brother as the best man. Um, right. But it, it, I thought it was strange if, as if, well, like the father son thing. Maybe for like a second Don or got third married, marriage. If Don got married, would you be the it, best man? Uh, honestly, I, that's a good point. I might, but again, that would be a second marriage. Well, yeah, I well, uh, back back in the day, oh, that's your my... first marriage. There would be no kids, so that makes sense most of the time. <laughs> I mean, you, you you never know. You never know. Listen, there's no uh, there's no set way to have a family these days. People That's people true. are having kids and then, you know, 15 years later maybe they get married. That's right. I wouldn't want to be the best man at a parent's wedding though. Now, it's a lot of stress, especially with that age gap too with like with Bart and Chuck. That's like a 30-year gap. Like, I wouldn't know like what to do for my dad's bachelor party. Chuck has some plans, I don't right, know if yeah. own, but like, I wouldn't know you what to, to do. Yeah, aren't you like supposed to like 
be planning a bachelor party and like getting into trouble and like making a making a toast where you talk about all the all the wild times that the groom had back in the day like <laughs> right that's not something that a son is supposed to do but honestly if, if anyone could do it it would be chuck though yeah they they don't have the uh, normal father-son relationship no. they're opening a strip club together <laughs> after all <laughs> yeah that's right. So Dan Dan's eating breakfast at the Lost. He came straight from the airport to take Jenny to school, but Jenny slept at Hazel's house last night. Don't know why Dan didn't call Jenny or anything and ask if she needed a ride, but all right, that's besides the point. Jenny <laughs> Jenny apparently went to Aspen with Hazel and her family instead of spending spring break with Allison. And honestly, I say best great call. Why why not hang out with your rich friends instead of your shitty mom? Right, especially once you just get into this world, you got to take advantage of it because, from what we see, it's pretty easy to get kicked out. So you got you got to really yeah, and, enjoy it while you have it. And it seems like as of now, Jenny has fit in seamlessly with her new friends. And you know, I, I yeah. knew she would. We we said last week she's always had a great social game. Oh yeah, uh, she she wanted to get here for a reason because she knew she could hang. And Rufus said it was the best early birthday present she could have asked for, and that Jenny ha- hasn't been happier in quite some time. But we see that maybe right, I mean, maybe he, he can't provide Rufus, that for her. Yeah, maybe Rufus isn't as happy as Jenny though. Rufus is uh, t- taking it a little hard. Yeah, Rufus is definitely uh, after recent events, and then today's episode. He seems like he's spiraling. He's yeah, he doesn't down, know, he's trending. Doesn't downward. know what to do with his. Doesn't know what to do with Jenny these days. He he doesn't even recognize his own daughter anymore. She definitely did have a new hairstyle this episode too. The whole, the whole like she comes in with a bang. With her her new friend group is like, all right, I f- I'm going to be head bitch. I got to look like head bitch. Oh, so you think like literally Rufus doesn't recognize his own daughter anymore? I think that's what I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's actually so been both, home quite a bit. Both but he figuratively <laughs> and literally he does not know who like he just sees the group of girls walking and he's like, I think one of them is my daughter. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. There's been some blonde girl eating breakfast at my table every morning. But where's Jenny at? <laughs> Uh, Serena and Blair walking to school. Blair Blair just looks comical. There's no other way to describe it. She's got her <laughs> sunglasses on and her little bandana hat. <laughs> that that outfit was insane. I, I, I think we've seen something <laughs> like that from her before, but it was so puffy. Well, she's a, she's in hiding. She looks like an 80-year-old woman. Yeah, it is, that's, that's her hiding outfit. This is a, a very on par <laughs> yeah, with on... Like a Chuck Bass outfit for the female side of things. Yes, it was it was very funny. I, I audibly <laughs> chuckled when... Uh, when she, when she was wearing it. Serena Serena tells Blair she's lucky she gets to wake up from her nightmare because Serena has to live with hers. How how would you fare with Chuck as a as a roommate slash brother? If I was in Eric's shoes, um, I think I'd be enjoying him just as much because you get all these perks and someone's just kind of having fun with you. And Nate seems to enjoy him as a best friend. He's just... I think if you're close with him, he's not going to really fuck with you. Um, unless I, That's not true because he did pretty fuck with Nate pretty hard. Um, but that <laughs> yeah, was, that was, that did, was just he one did time. have sex with his with his ex girlfriend, right? I, I, I think it depends, but I, I think we would have a, have a nice time. Like, yeah, I, we I love mean, Eric, it, and Eric has he has a great judge of character, so I, I think I believe him. That's true. I, I, you just need to accept the fact that he's going to be living with you, and if you do that, it, there, like you said, there could be perks. Eric seems to be thriving, but Serena Serena can't get past the disgusting factor of having Chuck live with her. Right, but I, I guess Eric's not also being uh, like sexually abused. He is not. You know, like, he's, not like physically. He's not. He doesn't yeah, have to. But, you know, doesn't have to worry about that from verbally Chuck. assaulted. Yeah. Uh, 
Serena is just happy to see Dan to return to some normalcy. And we, we really are in like a new normal here with this show. It's kind of the second act of this season. Like you said, it's the return from the writer's strike. We have the new family unit with, with Lily and Bart uh, coming, their families coming together. We have the new storyline of, of Jenny being kind of in power now. It's kind of like, uh, like, like I said, the, the second act of this show. Right. And the, the one constant seems to be Serena and Dan. They're still going very, very strong. That's true. That's true. They are. They started getting together at the beginning of the series, and they are still together now. And it looks like they're, you know, stronger than ever. Right, but I won't get to the end of the episode right away. But it does look like there might be a little bit of a shakeup coming next episode. Oh yes. Just oh yes. A little bit. Um, no spoilers, just in case any of the no spoilers uh, for me. I, 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 I don't know what's going to be. Haven't watched. <laughs> haven't watched the episode yet. Um, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look good for Dan. Serena tells Blair that her scandal is old news, asks if she's heard about the dirt that happened over the break. Uh, some stuff about Brody Jenner's cell phone that I didn't catch, but also uh, Cotty's dad apparently moved her and her entire family back to Israel. Israel. I Apparently, so I, I guess she isn't here anymore. I, I feel like Serena could have said nothing and no one would have even noticed. Who who was that again? I didn't, I didn't remember who that was. So you don't even know who it was that we don't have in the show anymore. So really just illustrating my point that Serena did not have to say anything. <laughs> right. I was like, that whole conversation just like went in one, in one ear out the other for me. <laughs> Cotty was one of the original minions. It was Cotty and Isabel. Yeah. Okay. Not ringing a bell? And, uh, no. <laughs> I thought there was And now more. <laughs> she's gone. Apparently, apparently she was from Israel and now she's back there. Wow. I, I think it, well, in the early days of the minions, they had like one or two lines and then the minions we currently have in this episode have been here for a little while and have actually been a part of plots so i think that's why i don't remember yes. her really you know yes we still have isabel who is still not doing that much talking and then we have penelope but they're on screen who has a, lot. a lot of the talking we have hazel yeah. and we have elise and i believe that is the that is the minion core right now yes all right so brendan does not miss Cody at all um but Serena, Serena gets Blair to take off her sunglasses and her little bandana hat and smile as they head to school. Very, very cute. This friendship, Lo- love these two. They, they're also uh, going pretty strong in this episode. No, no Serena Dan fights. No Serena Blair fights. Those, that, that's, th- those are things of the past. It'd be funny if um, going back to Cotty again, just ignoring what you just said. Uh, if there is a, <laughs> a spinoff show called Welcome Back Cotty that they did. Oh wow, that bravo, bravo! Right? I was gonna say, all of a sudden, you have so much to say about Cotty, but really, you just wanted to tell a stupid joke. I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I had it like as soon as I stopped talking, you started like, ah, shit. I, you know, what? I'll wait till he's done, and then I'll spend like a good. Yeah, no, you this. waited for the perfect moment, and now, yeah, it was great. Everyone is laughing right now, hysterically. If awesome. <laughs> I didn't, don't even know what I'm talking so, about. Yeah, the the Gen Z listenership that we have has no idea what "Welcome Back, Cotty" is. <laughs> But that yeah. is the next really rewatch really we're going to be doing. Although I've never oh, watched really? it. I've never watched it ever. So, <laughs> yes, me and you, after we finish <laughs> podcasting about Gossip Girl, we're going to talk about Welcome Back, We have a lot of work to do after this podcast in a few years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone's back at school. People seem to be uh, still be whispering about Blair. I guess it's not, not that old news, as Serena thought. And Gossip Girl says the French Revolution had cake, the American Revolution had tea, but looks like the overthrow of Blair Waldorf, well... And that's when some some yogurt Splat. falls on her head. Uh, who said you need a silver spoon to dole out just desserts? 
And here's where we see Jenny and the minions. They're dropping their yogurt all over Blair's head. So what what are your thoughts on this? I immediately thought it was like a huge pigeon shit because you didn't see the yogurt <laughs> cups immediately. I was like, oh, why? that's kind of fucked up. Everyone's laughing at this girl. for like, uh, But that actually would be kind of funny. Um, so you thought but then you see that... the four like yo plays kind of lined up together on the ledge. Yeah, so you thought that Gossip Girl was saying the French Revolution had cake, the American Revolution had tea, but looks like the overthrow of Blair Waldorf, well, had pigeon shit. That's right. When Blair Waldorf gets overthrown, pigeons are just shitting all over the place. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think this is this is very mean to do to anyone. Like yogurt in the hair? That's yeah, so gross. Hurt. It's hard to get out. It's it's not like they can just shower. Yeah. Like Serena's had a hard enough time showering before school. It's not like they can shower now that they've gone to school. And Blair probably and, did her especially hair. after Blair has already been kicked. She's like being yeah, kicked while yeah, she's down yeah, here too. Exactly. She didn't like, come back after Jenny yet. If she had she, just made a move against her, then sure, like make your move back. But she's just like just going for the throat uh, here. Yeah, Blair probably did her hair and everything. At least drop something solid on Blair, like a like a Cheeto or something. Like a like a pigeon shit. Like what? I I, I, I think I have a a minor flu. Okay, good to, good to know. Uh, this is really a, a completely new Jenny. Like we've seen social climber Jenny before and manipulative Jenny, and even even bitchy Jenny, but we haven't really seen this downright cruel version of Jenny. Like, yeah, like I said, just like that that look on her face when you, they pan to her with the yogurt up there. She's just like so th- she seems thrilled with her actions. Yeah, and she she pours yogurt on Blair and does not even seem to care, unlike what we've seen from her before. I, I mean, listen, I don't think this is unforgivable. I, I think you can almost forgive her because she is doing this to Blair. And I think that this is definitely something that Blair would do to her or someone else if Blair was in power. So right. it's not like Jenny is just picking on like hapless victims you know she she is doing it to someone that she is feuding with like not maybe like Blair has not done anything to her recently so she has no reason to throw yogurt on her but they are still I guess it's like a reminder of like hey uh and I just got back from break but I'm still in charge (laughs) yeah definitely unnecessary but listen Jenny Jenny's got all this newfound power. She doesn't know what to do with it. Ruthless. I think yeah. this is this is probably where some people might say that like Jenny changes and becomes terrible. But I even love this version of Jenny. I think that all of the transformations of Little Jay are fascinating, even the ones that might not be the most yeah. flattering. At the end of the day, she's just a teenage girl trying to make it at this fancy prep school. Well, I remember early on in the series when you were talking about how a lot of people start to dislike Jenny. I had a feeling once I was watching this one and like even like the couple episodes leading up to this that this trajectory for her was what people dislike about her. Like, I get it, sort of. But like you said, this is also like an interesting character development here. Yeah, I love it. here to watch. It's fascinating. And, you know, it was the same thing when I was watching uh, the the Gilmore Girls with Rory Gilmore. Even when she made bad decisions, I was still always in her corner. As you know, always defending Rory Gilmore. Um, Right. I I mean, it's not the same thing because Rory is much more endearing than than Jenny is and never gets malicious like Jenny does. But that's that's neither here nor there. I will will always be defending the, the teenage girl making terrible decisions. That's that's what they're uh, meant to do. That's what high school is for. Make your stupid decisions in high school so that you can become a good person when you're an adult. There you go. And that's really the lesson of this podcast. And we'll preach it every episode. High schoolers, I give you permission to be shitty to each other. That's right. Get We're your yogurt out. High school tours. We should do. <laughs> we should, should do speeches. We should schools. become guest speakers at high schools. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I'll be teaching at high school soon, so I could probably like pull some strings. 
Maybe I'll just come into your classrooms and I'll just start speaking to them. I will get quickly fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So having said all that, I I obviously feel bad for Blair here. And it it looks like, I I don't know. At, At first I thought Nate was maybe feeling bad for Blair, but I think he's just concerned for Jenny, like where Jenny's going. I thought the look that he gave was like, oh, poor Blair, but it was actually like, oh, poor Jenny falling into this crowd of mean girls. He still doesn't like Blair at this point, but he sees her and is like, hey, come on. That's not what, like, what what was that for? Exactly. Like, good guy Nate isn't, isn't about this. He just wants everyone to get along. Yeah, and I, I like Nate this episode. Yeah, and that's basically what he's going to say to Jenny. He he asks Jenny to talk. Nate Nate warns Jenny that she doesn't know what she's dealing with. Jenny's like, I, I, we've already done this. I'm not afraid of Blair. But Nate's not talking about Blair. He's talking about her, her inner circle now. He raises some good points. He says, they've been friends forever with Blair, and look what they're doing to her. So he worries about what's going to happen to Jenny if she falls out of line. I think I, I, I like Nate so much this episode because uh, him and Jenny continue to have a relationship that is not creepy at all and is not like there's no sexual intentions behind him he's just like all episode long just trying to be like a good human being to her yeah i was gonna ask if you think there is any romantic undertones because it it definitely could be like perceived like this is just kind of like kind of like an older brother younger sister type thing even though jenny already has an older brother in dan but dan i guess is Mm -hmm. not enough part of this world to really give her good enough advice on it right I think that's exactly it. I think because he's around more in the circle. So he sees what's going on. He knows the people that are involved. He can give better advice for that kind of stuff. So to this point, no, yeah, I don't think there's been really any uh, any romance involved. And, and I think especially if, for a couple of high schoolers, it would be pretty easy to see that if there was. Yeah. Yeah. He's been pretty much just acting as a as a mentor for her in in these episodes. So far. Especially I, this it, one. it yeah. could change, but right. so far. Um. So yeah, Jenny says she she's she won't fall out of line, which seems easier said than done. Uh, Nate lets her know that she, you know, Jenny, you're you're not like these girls. And like you were saying, nice of him to look out for her. Uh, Jenny doesn't really take the advice well though, and Nate's just like, all right, well then I'll tell you this: you've you've got pretty good aim. And a weird uh, Jenny doesn't like react at all to this. She doesn't say like haha, like thanks or anything. She kind of just like looks disgusted and walks away. <laughs> yeah, she looks mad. Yeah, and to Nate's credit, I guess he's so used to dealing with bitchy people in his life that he like he does not give a shit how Jenny talks to him in this moment. Like, oh, whatever. Yes, I've, I've I've had worse walkaways. Yeah, I've been dealing with Blair and my parents my whole life. Like Jen, nothing yeah, Jenny nothing. can say to me is gonna is gonna piss no, me off. No. And he's also probably at like an all time low. Right? He's like, nothing can really knock me further down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nate's playing with house money here. He's he's so yeah. low that he's just enjoying the ride. <laughs> So Serena gives Blair a much-needed pep talk. Blair Blair tells Serena, you know, she's right. These are my steps. I'm not going to give them up without a fight. Love the fighting spirit from Blair. Um, she says she says it was nice. It would be nice if there was one more person in their crowd, which is good because I think Blair does need to need to build up an army here if she's going to get back in with people. Um, and I think with Serena, yeah, it was funny and that Blair, scene because I, like they they mentioned the the small count of them. And you, I think the camera zooms out a little bit and just shows that there's just two people on the stairs together, being Blair and Serena. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh wow, they don't yeah. have a lot of friends, do they? Listen, but I think with that, well, because uh, Serena was gone for a while at boarding school, so she probably lost a lot of friends. And Blair mm-hmm. has been ostracized, and Serena has chosen to just stick with Blair instead of trying to get in with other people. So it's it's just yeah, going to be there too at the, at the base of at the base of their army. But I think they'll be able to get some stuff done. Um, mm-hmm. And again, what was Blair's huge crime? Even she slept with two guys. 
Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't really. That's isn't that like kind of sought after in high school? Like, like oh, cool. Like, look what you did. That's that's awesome. Yeah, the, I don't know. These I guess Upper it's East like, Siders like, are, are, so, are so uppity. Yeah, yeah, they they're 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 so uppity. She can, I, I, Blair can definitely rebound from this and recruit some new soldiers. And even if she doesn't, we'll see that she does a pretty good job uh, bouncing back in this very episode. Like from where she starts and where she ends up, maybe it wasn't a hundred percent a win based on how Jenny kind of strikes back a little at the end. But from where she was, she really she really gets back up into at least equal footing with Jenny. Yeah, definitely. It's. What a, what a what a power struggle this episode. Like they 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 said last yeah. episode that she was not going to go down without a fight. They continue to harp on that That's theme right. at the beginning of this episode, and uh, it all unfolds that way. Yep. And Blair's looking for people for her army. She can't she can't see anyone right now except for old people and children. And Chuck, who is with a little blonde haired mini Chuck, which is revealed to be Eric. So we see that Eric and Chuck getting very close this episode. And that's going to piss off Serena. So now Serena and Blair are both or- out of sorts about something. Um, they're, they're both talking about their own problems, not listening to the other person. And Jenny Jenny talks to the minions about Nate and other stuff. Um, and like, like I said, it looks like Jenny's kind of less of a queen and they're all kind of on equal footing here. Um, but I feel like if they had to pick someone that was in charge, they would still choose Jenny as the figurehead, even though Penelope does seem to be calling the shots. Um, yeah, I think so. And yeah, and they they want Jenny to set Penelope up with Nate. Like Penelope was ostensibly like good friends with Blair, who mm-hmm. was date was just with Nate. And now that Blair is out of the picture, Penelope gives no shits. Like I know they're I I know yeah. they've ostracized her, but Penelope is just right away. She's just like, yeah, I've always I've always had a thing for Nate. Now I want to have a chance with him. Yeah, shameless. That's also funny too because I, I think that right there is very like minion energy like she's known this guy her whole life and still needs jenny to make the connection for them yeah that's true she needs jenny to be the one to to hook them up and that's why yeah some people are always just going to be the minion and that's penelope may be head minion but she's still a minion that's right and just like me serena lets blair know that the minions yes exactly serena lets blair know that the minions are all taking jenny out for her birthday tonight and blair's blair's pissed that jenny like this seems like jenny's officially on the a-list now um Blair asks Serena how Serena knew about this, and she reveals that it's because she was invited, but she quickly tells her that she said no out of loyalty for Blair. Good for Serena. Yeah, good for her. What a good friend. This could have been a fight. She's been a great friend. Listen, she said last episode that it's me and you, Blair. I am with you on this, and she did not lie. She turned down the invite to the the big birthday bash for Jenny, and she's just... She's just so genuine. She's loyal. She's loyal to Blair. Yeah, well, that's not that nothing else you could say about it. Also, like um, she's still, she, it's funny how that it's just the two of them. Blair, but she's so popular; she gets invited to everything still. Yes, and that's it. Yeah, and that's when because Blair's like, "How the hell do you get of everything unscathed?" And Serena's like, "Well, it's because I'm nice, and I'm you nice. should try it sometimes." Yeah. And, and then she very <laughs> charmingly tells Blair to compliment her. To, she's like, "Tell mm-hmm. me that my hair looks beautiful." That's when Blair, this might have been my. Maybe maybe one of my biggest. That was good. She's like, yeah. but your but your hair looks disgusting. And then she asks, she even showers. <laughs> That's my point. Love a, love a good running joke. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can tell that that Serena has not showered, and Blair just outright <laughs> says, "Your hair looks disgusting." Did you even shower today? <laughs> <laughs> um, Serena tells Blair to just be nice and neutral, and things will go back to normal. But is this even in? Well, like two questions. A is this even in the Blair playbook? Can Blair even pull off nice and neutral? And even no. if she could, is this even good advice from Serena? Yeah, no one. I think it's Blair just like just the, only, the only advice Serena knows how to give because that's what she's done her whole life. 
but it's just not in Blair's DNA, and she should know that by now. Well, and this is also naive Serena striking back again. She's like, oh, if yeah. you're just nice to them, they'll be nice to you back. But that is not how these minions are going to operate. No, but how sweet. The minions flock to power, and if Blair doesn't have power, they are not going to be afraid to throw yogurt on her or ditch her at a restaurant. Right, I think it's advice coming from someone who doesn't care about power, where someone else does. That's not how you're going to get it, you know? Yeah, and it's also coming from someone who, I mean, I guess outside of the events that maybe led her to go to boarding school, and maybe like briefly when she came back from boarding school, this is not something that Serena has ever really had to deal with, being ostracized like this. Like, Serena, as she said, she got invited to the party. If she wants to, she can have all the friends she wants. Yeah, I think she's just more well-liked overall, but Blair wants to be a little bit more feared. Yes. And I just want people to fear how much they love me, as the great Michael Scott once said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Serena tells uh, tells the minions that she can't hang out tonight, and Penelope... Oh, no, sorry, not Serena. Jenny tells the minions that she can't hang out tonight because uh, she has something. I forget what she says, but Penelope reminds Jenny she owes her, and Jenny's... Jenny... I mean, to her credit, she's very quick on her feet here. She's like, oh, I have a better idea than the restaurant. Um, and she walks up to Blair. And I'm like, what? what is going on yeah, What here? is she doing? And she invites Blair. Yeah, she invites Blair to come to the restaurant with her. And Serena is very excited because it's the perfect opportunity for Blair to be nice. And Jenny invites Blair. And Serena's just so fucking excited and accepts on her behalf and starts literally clapping in excitement. <laughs> so funny. And I, I she's, she's at this like, point, yes, I didn't, I butter, I knew. Blair will be here. Yeah, I don't know what the... I had no idea what the intention was. Yeah, it seems weird that Jenny would just all of a sudden invite Blair to something. So what were you... Like, did you take this at face value? Like, oh, Jenny's idea is to invite Blair? No, I I don't think it it was that. I just... I I knew it couldn't be good, but I didn't know exactly what the plan could be. But the two of them, they just really go back and and forth. They're very good at what they do. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Blair shows up, they just start throwing more yogurt at her. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good plan too but yeah i think, I think quick thinking is definitely shit. jenny's definitely jenny's strong suit yeah um so dan and serena of course getting some more makeout time gotta it's in their contract they have to have at least one good makeout session every week um what what percentage of the, this show is just dan and serena making out at this point since they started dating i think one of every four scenes of them is like starting out with a, a good hard <laughs> a good session. 25% of the show is strictly so. Dan Serena makeout sessions mm-hmm. uh, Dan does not seem to care that Serena didn't shower today um, Chuck is gonna <laughs> in fact he likes the most Chuck breaks up a yeah <laughs> and it's not like he doesn't know because he does say that um, are you gonna tell me the story again about how you didn't get the shower today so Serena is like <laughs> bragging about this <laughs> uh, Chuck breaks up the party to, to call Serena to dinner and Dan Dan's like, okay, I guess I'll leave. But Chuck tells him to stay. He's already asked him to set a place for him. Uh, this could be a very fun dynamic with Chuck around if uh, if he does in fact get to get to come back after being kicked out. If if Dan's going to be hanging out here with Serena at her place and Chuck is still living there, I, I just love watching these two interact with each other. Whether they're know, punching I, each I, other I or thing. or just having you know just having conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either or, it's just like so watching all... Dan be in, in, in a world he doesn't belong in is very entertaining. Yes, the Chuck Dan dynamic is a very, very fun one. As is the the Blair Dan dynamic. Um, I I do like Dan interacting with these with these uh, rich even Dan people. later I think on. They're with too Nate. good for him. Yeah, that was fun. We got a rare Dan Nate scene. Um, 
but right now they're all having dinner on like couches and chairs. I feel like it's weird that they're not like eating at the dining room table again, but I I mean, all right, if the, if I had an option to eat on the couch, I would definitely take that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I might not. It was a little bit of like a, a hunched over sort of ordeal. It looked un- a little uncomfortable to me. Yeah, it was an interesting choice. I didn't understand it. Uh, Dan, yeah. Dan's still struggling to fit in with the rich and fancy. He's mispronouncing world words all over the place. And this is when Serena gets her first package from someone. And Lily tells her not to put her dirty package on the table. And that's when Chuck says, if I had a dime for every time I heard that. <laughs> Another great um, line from Chuck. I, yeah, I know. Obviously, you were going to love that. Eric also yeah, seemed to think it was hilarious as he as he, laughed he goes, that's my brother at his uh, older brother's <laughs> older brother's. School. Yeah, that's my bro. That's my bro. <laughs> um, I guess Eric has also forgiven him for what he's done to his friend Jenny. Like Dan also seems to be playing it very oh, yeah. cool here, considering. I, I guess I guess enough time has passed that everyone has just gotten over it. I guess M- much like the writers would like us to do at this point, just forget about the events of the first episode. Yeah, I guess I guess there's nothing else you can do. If they're gonna interact in this world, you can't just keep harping on that first episode. Yeah, I'm and more. I'm kind of surprised Dan's able to sit there and not just like punch him again, and that. Eric like is straight up idolizing Chuck in this episode. So yeah. Eric is clearly uh, doesn't really care that it happened either. Um, but th- this is uh, this is where we see that Serena opens a package and she got porn and handcuffs. And Serena gets mad at Chuck for it. Chuck claims he didn't send it. Did you believe him at first in this moment? Yeah, immediately. I was like, he, uh, he just he always has a certain smile on when he, he is being bad. And he looked kind of confused. And I... I, I I don't think the character Chuck is that good of an actor. You know. Yeah, so as the biggest Chuck fan in the world, you 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 know when Chuck's lying and when Chuck's telling the truth. So you were able to pick up right. on it immediately. I famously and don't subscribe to the Believe Women movement, but I believe Chuck. As we we've established oh in the All Kirsten right. episode. <laughs> um <laughs> Dan Dan awkwardly takes the package away and goes after Serena. He's like, "Oh, my my pleasure. Not not my pleasure because I Want, I, I'm just going to throw it in the trash as the adults are just like <laughs> another good line a lot of good jokes in this one um, Blair's alone at dinner uh, for the first time in this episode Gossip Girl says spotted Blair Waldorf alone at butter humiliated party of one this is very sad Blair was yeah, completely was ditched and I, I feel I don't care that Blair and Jenny are feuding or whatever I feel very bad for her I feel like this is one of the meanest things someone can do it's even worse than the yoga yeah. getting getting ditched just destroys the self esteem it's it's a a classic like sitcom trope I feel like you see this a lot of times where the waiter keeps coming over and is like uh, are you sure you want to stay like, it's like uh, you could leave now and you'll be less uncomfortable for yeah. Uh, and you know, I like, feel just, like this just... is why, yeah, I feel like this is why most places kind of make you wait uh, for your whole party to get there before they seat you at a big table so that it's not just, just one person taking from up the an entire table and just sitting there. Well, not yeah. even just to save from this humiliation, but like later in the episode where she's like, yeah, there's a line at the door and you're line. just sitting at this big table yeah. by yourself. Uh, you need to leave. But I, in this universe... Blair is just going to be allowed to sit here and feel terrible for herself, uh, yeah. which is very, very. You would hope she thought she saw this coming. It seems like something out of her own playbook, but I was just going to say that she probably should have seen something yeah. like this coming. It did not make yeah. sense for Jenny to just invite her, but I mean, Serena signed her up for it. I, I guess like Serena just really volunteered her to do this. I think maybe if Blair would have had a second to think before Serena just like forced her to go, Blair maybe would have been able to come to her senses and see that something was up, or to just like. I know they come from a different world than we do, but 
and when we were in high school, we would all kind of meet up together and go together. Like, why did she just show up by herself early? Well, maybe it, did, well, maybe it wasn't early, that's but true. still, like, that's, that's to be able to too. just show up like, by yourself, meet... I would be worried going into that situation. Right. They didn't meet ahead of time. They didn't. I guess they don't need to worry about getting rides with anyone because they each have their own personal limos. I think that's but, it. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel like somewhere along the line, you should have been able to realize something was up. Yeah. I mean, when you should be able to. I don't know if Instagram was a thing yet at this point, but if you're going on like Instagram or Twitter or something and you're not seeing anyone like getting ready and like tweeting about about to head to butter, like some something's got to be yeah. up here. Or it's like, oh, I'll meet you guys outside. It was weird to meet yeah, at the table by her. Like, I wouldn't. Want, I don't really want to go anywhere. But anyone has anxiety of just like showing up to a big event or any sort of event like by yourself. You want to walk in with somebody always. That is true, and I would also like before I even left to go, I would be like asking people like, "Did you leave that yet? Are you there yet?" When I got there, I'd be like, "Are yeah. you there yet?" Is she is she just like getting ignored? Like, is she texting people and they're just ignoring her as well? That could be. Or are they saying right. like, "Oh, we're a little late. We'll be there in a half hour," and then just no. yeah, that could be off screen stuff we're not seeing. Yeah, I mean, we've probably <laughs> spent too much time uh, wondering <laughs> the logistics of how this. Oh, that's, that's out, good. yeah. I think that's, that's kind of Jen- fun though. Yeah, Je- Jenny. Jenny and the minions are celebrating a job well done. They're laughing at how <laughs> humiliated Blair probably is right now. These these girls are so mean. And I I guess oh, yeah. that is Ice like cold. how like mean girls in high school, I think they are this mean. So I, I guess um yeah. I That's guess kind of their hobby, sense, these girls. Yeah. Obviously very mean, but also a very good idea from Jenny to avoid having to go to the expensive restaurant and instead turning into another opportunity to shit on Blair. I know. She yeah. kills two birds right. with, with one stone. Another point for Jenny in this war, uh, for now. Hazel Hazel walks out in a new dress that everyone compliments. They ask what Jenny is going to be wearing. She's very frazzled, lies about still deciding between two dresses. And that's when Rufus calls Jenny, tells her she missed dinner. He's not mad. He just hasn't seen her in a while. Jenny's just, you know, he's, she's upsetting everyone these days. Um, and she tells a heartbroken Rufus that she was just going to celebrate her birthday with her friends, but probably won't now because she has nothing to wear. And that's when she finds Hazel's closet, which I guess was just open and or hazel's mom's closet i guess someone's closet because she because she ends up stealing her mom's dress or whatever yeah um, someone's mom but yeah she's she stumbles into it and a world of possibilities opens up to her and normally this would not backfire at all this is usually a, a good move in this world because like we established early on that girl said oh you know if you just kept that i wouldn't have noticed so i understand her yes, thinking jenny extraordinary bad luck for jenny as she p- picks the wrong dress yeah <laughs> right um also i feel like i noticed that rufus got a haircut during the little during the three-week break i thought so too i, th- I thought he looked uh, younger in this episode hey yeah i think he looks younger i think he looks i think he looks good um he doesn't look at his hair doesn't look as shaggy as it usually did yeah, I yeah think it even, even one of the minions is gonna even one of the minions is gonna flag up later that he's hot they do they do cat call him <laughs> uh, we go back to Blair alone the waitress very kindly tells Blair that the drink is on them but Blair has something up her sleeve she makes the best of this she calls I don't know I guess she calls like 411 or something and that she she says Brooklyn I think that's in New York which is very funny <laughs> but so yeah she, the wheels are in motion again she's got something uh, one may be the loneliest number but sometimes only the lonely can play wake up little Jenny the bitch is back mm-hmm Jenny, 
is at some kind of shop with <laughs> one of the biggest dicks of a shop owner ever. Like, oh this, my God, this shop is owner is just so mean to Jenny every time she's in there. It's very funny. Um, and like later, like, she, when, once we get, we get to the whole uh, issue of like the, the swap that happens um, with, I forget, what yeah, was the that, name of that, that brand that she, she gave up? I don't know if you ever read it down somewhere. I don't somewhere. remember. Uh, Whatever it was. It's like a Valentino really or something. Piece. Yeah, yeah, Valentino. There you go. Um, like how yeah. insane for this shop owner to take advantage of a 15 year old kid like this <laughs> so so mean hey that's business so baby i guess <laughs> like but it's so like you shouldn't let her do that's that's come on but yeah yeah well we get the reveal here that jenny sold her sewing machine to get money for nicer clothes uh now she's selling some of hazel's dresses to get money for a new fancy dress and i, I get that and when you say that it makes it even worse like this girl's selling her stuff to get like halfway decent clothing and then she gives you something that's worth like fifty thousand dollars and you don't tell her yeah, yeah she should have been like oh by the way like you can get a lot more money for this right but she listen she sees an opportunity to take advantage Cut of a little jay and she's gonna take it <laughs> um, and I, I get that like you said she thinks azel probably won't miss this or notice them that they're gone at all but she literally just told nate that she wouldn't fall out of line and now if she, if she she's doing something right away that uh threatens her position here if she keeps up at this pace right. she's gonna be getting some yogurt in her hair very soon I mean, I mean, but what else did she like? What what choice did she have though? She she was going to get caught for being poor eventually, and she was trying to keep up with them. You know, I don't, I don't know what else she could have done. Really, she was running out of things to sell. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was something else. I mean, like I said, she's very quick on her feet. She could have thought of something, but this is what she thought of in the moment, and it's not a perfect plan, but it's the plan she's going to go with. And by the end of yeah. the episode, I think she's going to be all right. So, like, you, you yeah. can't keep Jenny yeah. down for too long. That's right. The, I thought she was toast before that last scene. Yeah, the Bass boys are in the limo. Chuck's discussing the bachelor party with Eric and father. Eric seems very excited, uh, but Bart does not seem enthused. He warns Chuck that he's not going to have Chuck break up him and Lily again and tells Chuck not to pull any more stunts like the one at dinner. Chuck's still denying he had anything to do with it. And of course, you know, you obviously believe him because you... Hashtag believe Chuck. <laughs> Hashtag believe Chuck. Uh, Bart thought making Chuck his best man would inspire Chuck to value his happiness above his own childish agenda. So Bart always just has an ulterior motive here. Um, and now now he bribes Chuck and tells him that he will invest more in the Vitrola if Chuck behaves. And this seems like a pretty good deal, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Even so, whatever Chuck is thinking about, how, how there, it is an ulterior motive, I would just take the deal and run with it. Oh, yeah. Like, who I'm cares not, if my dad trusts me or not? I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. not above a bribe. But, like, I take this no. 10 times out of 10. It also says a lot about his relationship with Lily that he thinks that it is on such a thin line that Chuck could e- that easily ruin it. Again, he said he has done before. Well, but he's so worried. He's willing to do anything to stop, like, to get Chuck to calm down i think he heard that rufus got a new haircut and he's like oh boy yeah, he must have lily's guy is gonna have eyes on <laughs> hunky rufus now with the new hair i gotta yeah gotta make sure my my relationship is is still in place here he must have found out on gossip girl probably spotted big daddy dilf with a new haircut <laughs> <laughs> um so blair blair's on the phone with serena Blair lies here, tells Serena she didn't go to Butter because they should work harder to get her forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Serena... Lie. Clearly, Serena has not read Gossip Girl today or she would have known that Blair was ditched. But Blair is actually at the art gallery right now and wants to talk to Rufus. And at this... 
Same moment, Serena gets a delivery for three cases of champagne. She tries to say they aren't hers, but the guy just leaves them on school property anyway. I feel like some kind of Doesn't adult need to sign in for charge it. would have to sign yeah. off on this, but nope. And Serena's mad yeah, I've, for some I've gotten reason. plenty of alcohol deliveries to this house since COVID started, and someone absolutely needs to sign for that. <laughs> No, not this guy. They will not give it to you. He just wants to. He's like, oh, you're Serena. All right, here's your champagne. It's all paid for. I think he knows it's a bad idea. I got to get this off my hands quick. So just, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Here it is. Serena is mad for some reason and again blames Chuck, but I don't know why she's mad. If someone did this at our high school, it would be a party. I I, I agree with you. I just think maybe she's been trying really hard to keep up a, a good student streak here since she got back. And I um, she so thinks, she just doesn't want, you know. Yeah, I guess she thinks it'll like fall back on her since they were ordered to Serena. But all she has to say is like, I don't know. I did not order these. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't know what's happening. Right. But the, it seems like the adults in the show are pretty dim. Yeah. Um, minions are uh, are chatting again. And th- Jenny comes over, asks what's going on. And Hazel says her mom's Valentino was stolen. And... Yes, it was a Valentino, as I have written in my notes. So there you go. good, good job for me remembering. Good, good call. Um, but uh oh, not not only did Hazel notice that it's gone, but this was apparently some kind of special dress made especially for um, her mom. So nice going, Jenny, picking the one dress mm-hmm. that they would have noticed was gone. I know. Ob- Which comes into play later because she's trying to get that dress off, and it's not. Yeah, and and you said that. Uh, normally this would just work out, no flaws in the plan, but obviously something like this had to happen because it'd be a pretty boring episode if Jenny just stole the dress and just easily yeah. got away with it. So, uh, and what are the odds here too? Out of that closet, there was there was there had to be like five hundred dresses. I in know there. she's just flying too close to the sun. Something was was yeah. just bound to bring her down eventually. Jenny has to feign surprise here and ask if someone broke in, and they're like, no. Uh, and the maid's getting blamed for it. The dress is worth like $15,000 or whatever, and Hazel's maid is getting blamed for it and will probably get fired. And, uh, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. She's <laughs> she's going to be responsible for this for, poor maid getting fired. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even imagine being in her shoes at that po- at that moment. I would have just uh, freaked out. I would have been panting and sweating and And she does freak a panic out. Attack. So she plays it cool in the moment, but she definitely does freak out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now we, now we cut back to Blair and Rufus. And Blair's going to work on some birthday plans with Rufus. You, you, we really don't get this pairing too often, the Blair and Rufus duo. Right? Yeah. Uh, I just feel so bad for him this whole scene because she's just playing him like Rufus, a fiddle the yeah, entire time. Rufus the gets played time. so yeah, He's just badly. so sweet. Yeah. Uh, Rufus still clearly doesn't know that the two of them are enemies, I guess, Blair and Jenny. And I say this all the time, but Rufus should always be assuming that Blair is up to something. He knows what she is capable of. He saw her at the Ivy Mixer telling everyone that her own best friend was a drug addict for no reason. Right. I was, I, I was trying to remember like if he had any relationship with her at all and he because he does remember her after like a couple seconds like oh yeah yeah yeah, right 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 right. and i was trying to think back to what he did know about her what his interaction with her was to this point and now that you said that like yeah he he definitely should remember how that girl's bad news you should you should know that he knows what she's capable of he knows he's got to know something that she's done to piss jenny off at this point at the very least dan's always shit talking her in the loft i'm sure vanessa's breaking in through the fire escape just to shit talk blair sometimes so he's got to hear like from someone that Blair is bad news. But. I know. I think that's just like his parents being oblivious in general. Like that, that is kind of typical parents just like, uh, which friend is that again? Like, unless you see them all the time. Yeah. They're so like their heads, their heads up their own ass. Yeah, that that's true. He probably forgot who exactly Blair is. And I think he is just blinded by the fact that one of Jenny's friends wants to celebrate her birthday, like with him, like include yeah. Rufus in the moment. Like he's uh-huh. just so excited at this point. That's so, so funny. Cause she cap- she doesn't even know she's capitalizing on that. Yeah. And so because of that, it, it does not take much for Blair to manipulate Rufus. He's, he's being blinded by wanting to throw Jenny mm-hmm. a birthday party. Right. 
And this is when we get the return of the, the shitty shop owner when Jenny tries to get the dress back. Ugh. The salesperson knows what she has with that dress and is not going to give it back. She is, uh, like I said, that's business, but <laughs> such, a, such a dick move. That's business, baby. She says, it's not my fault. You don't know what a Valentino's worth. Mm-hmm. Which is where we get the double steal. The second she stole the dress twice somehow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Jenny. So so first she calls Nate for help, who seems very happy to hear from her first. He's like, "Hey, Jenny, what's up? What's going on?" Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. a good move by Jenny, uh, because Nate's always been a friend and a mentor, a pretty decent guy, as we've talked about. And he asks how much she needs. She says eight thousand dollars, which makes Nate makes Nate understandably freak out. He's like, "What could she possibly need eight thousand dollars?" And so what? Like, you mentioned you like the Nate and Jenny relationship. It feels like in this episode, particularly, Nate is always just kind of down to, like, drop everything and come to the rescue for Jenny and help her out. Yeah. I think he's got nothing else going on, so anyone talking to him just is kind of nice at this moment. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. You know? (laughs) Like, he just seems very protective of Jenny for... I'm not sure what the reason is. I don't know. It it is... You're right. It's it's funny. Uh, I guess just, like, a younger girl, he doesn't want to see her corrupted, like all the people in his life but he also has been so in love with someone who he doesn't want jenny to become which is kind of funny yeah so yeah we're gonna see it a couple times in this episode where nate's just gonna drop everything to help jenny out um nate nate asks what she needs the money for but she says forget it and hangs up clearly feeling a little embarrassed getting second thoughts so now jenny is just going to try to steal the dress which i think is a dumb idea but she somehow gets away with it i guess like we don't see her like sneaking out of the shop with it. We just see her kind of putting it under the jacket that she has. And how does she not get caught? I, I think if she didn't get caught at her own birthday party later, she would have gotten caught by the the shop owner. Like, okay, I know exactly who took this. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> this is not a, a case that you have to crack. They, she, yeah. As soon as she notices the dress is gone, she knows exactly who took it. And Yeah, they, I think she just caught, got caught too quickly where we didn't get to see this part. And this is obviously a thing where like, where Jenny goes into the shop often. So she's she knows who this person is. She, I mean, she could call the police or something and be it. like, I know exactly who stole this dress from my shop. Like, right. I don't know. I don't know how Jenny gets away with yeah, this. It's not maybe explained. Maybe after the fact, like, the friends kind of make uh, ends meet with the shop owner. Like, hey, 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 like, I know. Sorry, we stole this shit from you. But now that Jenny's on our side again, we'll give you whatever money that well, she owes you. Okay. The thing is, yes, her, Jenny's friends do catch her. But I don't, who's dress is it legally at this point because like jenny like kind of legally sold it or exchanged it to that shop owner but it was a stolen thing so does does the does does hazel get i mean i guess hazel gets the dress back at some point i don't know i don't think they did because i think well the girl said like oh I, you know my mom can wear something right. else that's right so that's i think right, the mom's right. all squared away and i think they probably had to just give the shopkeeper like money to compensate her so you think that not only did Hazel let Jenny steal this dress from her, but she also ended up paying for it? <laughs> I guess. I, 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 we didn't get to see this part, but I'm guessing. I mean, what? A- either they just, <laughs> either maybe they just had Jenny give the dress back to the shopkeeper, but I don't think the mom got it back at all. What a beta move by Hazel. <laughs> Seriously. Poor, poor Hazel's mom never getting the dress back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but uh, Jenny is able to easily steal this dress. There's a couple times in this episode where <laughs> Jenny is just inexplicably able to get away with stuff, and we don't know how, but good for good for Jenny, I guess. Good for her. Uh, Lily's doing some wedding planning. Serena walks in, and Lily wants to talk about feelings she may have about the marriage. She received a call from the headmistress about <laughs> Serena getting a case of alcohol, and Lily's concerned that Serena's acting out because of the upcoming wedding. At least Lily's trying to do some parenting here, I guess, with Serena. Yeah, we don't get a lot from Lily here, but she has this, this one scene, which is fine. Um, but Serena makes a good point. Like, yeah, I'm having trouble dealing with my mom's marriage, so I decided to have a party on the steps. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 that doesn't make any the sense. The logic right. tracks there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Low-key episode for Lily. But uh, Serena, of course, blaming this all on Chuck, but Lily will refuse to hear it as Bart walks in and asks what Chuck did. We have we have a fun dynamic where Lily refuses to believe her daughter and thinks Chuck can do no wrong, but Chuck's dad refuses mm. to believe Chuck and thinks he can do no right. So ne- neither of their parents have any faith or trust in them. <laughs> yeah. Lily is team I guess Chuck. each parent knows their child the best. Yeah, and Bart is team uh, Serena. Mm-hmm. This is when Jenny comes back to the loft. She is wearing the dress as all the minions are there with Blair and Rufus and a huge cake with her fucking face on it. <laughs> like this is, is such great. a this is such a funny idea. I I'm sure Blair was all over this where Blair's like we should also just get a she cake with this. a huge face with Jenny's face. <laughs> like she knows how embarrassing that is and <laughs> was, I I was so cringing when she walked into that room. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> For your birthday. And the, the, the decorations are all really funny. Like later on, Dan comes in and is like, oh, who turned 12? Yes, that was very funny. <laughs> uh, for your birthday, I'm going to get you a huge cake with your big ugly face on it. Honestly, please do. That'd be really funny. <laughs> um, like, obviously, uh, not a great, like Jenny, not happy with the surprise party. Have you ever been surprise partied? I was just talking to Nicole about this uh, girlfriend of the podcast, and I was saying how jealous I am that other people get surprise parties. And then I was like, you know what? I guess I should stop throwing myself birthday parties so that I can get a surprise party. That's true. Cause you, but then, it, but then I said the, the, the one year I don't throw it, no one's going to give me a surprise. <laughs> you can't complain because no one has a chance to surprise party you because before your birthday always comes, you're always like, all right, big birthday party for me. Come everyone. Come yeah. through. <laughs> it's true. You know, I got surprise partied once. Did you? Yeah. Hopefully future friend of the, uh, podcast, Sean Gallagher, threw me a surprise party my last year of college my one grad school year when i turned nice. 23 but um the surprise got ruined for me and i had to uh, kind of pretend that i was surprised at it did you do a good job acting well okay so it was very funny so um it was actually the day after my birthday because that it was a saturday the day after my birthday so that's when it was happening mm-hmm. and i asked you know, Sean, what, what he was doing that night. Cause I was trying to make some plans and he's like, ah, oh, kind of just a low key night. I don't think anyone's doing anything. I'm just going to see my sister's band perform at a bar. If you want to come with me and then we could just go back to my, uh, apartment and watch like the office or something. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then uh-huh. I get a uh, text message from my other friend, Ian, who texts me and he's like, Hey, are you going to the big party at Sean's house tonight? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, what you, I'm talking to Sean. I have no knowledge of this party. And he's like, oh. that's weird because I'm pretty sure the party's for you. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> who is this idiot? Yeah, exactly. Blew the whole thing. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And he's like, actually, yeah, there's a group me for it. Let me add you to the group me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So he adds me to the group me. And the title of the group me is Gagan's Surprise Party. <laughs> and I'm like, 
No way. So I look, it doesn't look like anyone has noticed that I'm in the group yet. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I am not supposed to be in this party. So I leave the group name before anyone realizes. And that's when Ian texts me. He's like, but you oh, also get a notification where someone leaves Ian, and enters. I don't think anyone noticed. Ian texts me. Okay. He's like, oh, shit. I don't think you were supposed to know about this. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, shit. no shit. The name of the group is <laughs> my surprise party. Obviously, I didn't know about this. Wow. So I just play cool. So I go to the bar with Sean to, to see his sister, uh, uh, to see his sister's band to perform whatever. We're having a good time. And uh, his whole cool. family's there watching. And so his family, because they uh, were in the area for that weekend. I forget why. Mm-hmm. But they asked, they're like, oh, so what do you guys got going on? And he's like, oh, we're just going to go back to my place and maybe watch some TV or something. I'm being a jackass and letting let him go on with this, oh with my this God. ruse, even though I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I'm like, yeah, it should be fun. So then we go back. And then we're walking to his apartment and I see like people outside or whatever. And then I see like people like run inside as they see me coming. And that's when I walk in. Everyone surprises. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I walk in and we, as soon as we get in, we go, we go into the kitchen and <laughs> Sean's like, were you surprised? It didn't seem like you were that surprised at all. And right away, I was just like, no, nah, I wasn't. And he's like, what? How'd you know? And, and like, <laughs> Ian was literally like on the other side of the room. And I was like, Ian blew the surprise for me hours ago. He straight up told me there's a party tonight. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? I told you not to tell anyone that I ruined surprise. I'm like, what did you want me to do? <laughs> oh, my God. And how did he mess that up? Is, is this guy, like, What does this guy Ian do? Like, is he is he a, like a, a high guy? Like, is he on the reefer a lot? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. Like, I'm sure he's dabbled, but it it was, I don't think that, uh, marijuana was the culprit here. Okay. <laughs> I think it was just stupid. Yeah. He, well, I'm picturing this, like a, a, a stupid surfer dude type to just like <laughs> <laughs> forget everything that was said. Like, oh yeah, cool. So yeah, surprise party sounds awesome. Let me edit the group chat, Gagan. Like, just like a, such a funny, it was he really did everything funny. wrong. So now we, I'm really taking advantage of the no guest today, and we're just going this off is, on all no, sorts that, of what tangents. A, what a fantastic detour! That was uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad one I of the best stories story. told in the pod. That is one of my that's great favorite stories. <laughs> Gallagher um, uh, also, I, I think I met him a couple times. Great guy. Uh, Gallagher, yeah, he is. Like I said, future friend of the podcast. Hopefully, he has started. Nice. He has started watching Gossip Girl so he could keep up with the podcast. Good for him. Good for us. Yes, good for us. Good for me getting another person to watch Gossip Girl. Um, Way to go. But as for this surprise party, going better than Blair could have ever imagined, because Rufus Rufus realizes pretty quickly that Jenny's not happy at all, and <laughs> one of the minions are like, I don't think Jenny was surprised, <laughs> which made me laugh, and then another <laughs> one is like, why is Blair here? And then they all start talking about how the party's weird, <laughs> and I love how none of them questioned any of this. Like, this is how you know they're all minions. They just for some reason took orders from Blair, even though Blair has been ostracized. Right. Why? Wait, what? And Blair's <laughs> just like, like all standing there smiling. Like... <laughs> they, they are all coming to this realization like jenny wasn't surprised why is blair here this is a very weird party why is her dad here what is going on yeah the, the one girl why is this hot like, dad he's here. kind of a hottie and then penelope's like yeah a hottie dad which is pretty accurate she said fuck the olds like he's hot but like for yeah. an old guy yeah and blair's trying to win everyone back now made some rice krispie treats i also noticed that isabel randomly is in like a cast or a sling at this point and that's not explained i, guess. I don't think i even saw that <laughs> yeah well i rewatched it today and i didn't notice the first time i watched it but i noticed today that literally her arm was just in a cast and sling oh okay maybe it was like something uh that happened to the actress i'm sure it is because they don't explain it in the show at all <laughs> um serena and dan out in the cold and i I really need to throw some shade at Dan here. Dan needs to start picking up better date spots. Why are all of his dates like outside in the cold? 
outside in the cold and also just like on random like brickwork or stone. Yeah, where are they? They're just like sitting in an alleyway or something. Like, wait, they're like out. Are they like? But another scene starting out with a makeup. That is true. And I, I don't know where they are. They're like outside of someone's house or something because they're by a gate. They're like on steps. It's in the middle yeah. of the. But Nate knows where to find them somehow. Well, Nate asked uh, Lily, I believe, where they were, and she told him. And Serena. But how did she specify? Like they're outside, like near some <laughs> yeah, weird exactly. stone. <laughs> they're outside on. They're outside on those steps over there in the in the in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Uh, Serena's still complaining about Chuck as Nate shows up. She has not let Dan speak about what he's been up to at all. Uh, he said that during the break, he saw his mom, he saw his grandma in the old folks' home, and he's not gotten to talk about it at all. But they're going to get another interruption as Nate shows up to speak with Dan in, as we said, a rare conversation between the two of them. And Nate Nate tells Dan about the phone call and the 8K, and Dan's like, what the fuck is going on? He doesn't know. But So now now Nate, uh, now uh, Dan knows about everything, because Nate, yeah, Nate now brothers I would say case. that Nate did the right thing and told Dan about it. I think so, too. Um, like, Jenny could be in some I, real <laughs> trouble here if she's asking for $8,000. She obviously sounded, like, yeah. frantic on the phone. Right. I think, I think it is important to bring it to someone who's related to her because he's like, hey, this doesn't sound good. I don't know what exactly is going on, but, like, I figured yeah. <laughs> someone like, – I'm not going to go straight to the parent. Right, exactly. He like didn't go kid, to Rufus, like, which could get her yeah. in trouble. He went to Dan, which I think is a good neutral move. Right. Jenny is now struggling to get out of the dress. This scene was giving me so much anxiety. Like, she can't get out of the dress. She's yelling at oh Rufus God, to get yeah. out. They, I, like – Anyone watching this. You know it's not going to go well. Exactly. It's not going to end Someone's going to open the door at any moment. Yeah, it's so bad. And poor Rufus thinks Jenny's crying because she's upset about the party. He just wants to Uh, He just wants to help her. Everything's going wrong. No one can get the dress off. Rufus needs to get pliers. And that's when every single minion walks in and sees Jenny wearing Hazel's mom's dress. And Jenny, I mean, nothing else Jenny can do. She just denies it at first. She says it's a misunderstanding. Rufus is mad that they're accusing his daughter of stealing. And these teen dramas always deal with like bad timing, but this is a disaster. And I think it's, I think it's pretty good writing actually, because I feel like none of this really seems too far fetched. No, I mean, besides the fact that like five people walk into a room where Jenny said she's changing. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, it is a small place. Every single person. Like, What's going on? Like, like Jenny doesn't might- sound good in there. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is at least this uh, situation is pretty believable that this would happen. No, yeah, def- absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. Uh, Blair, yeah. Blair is so happy right now. She is getting more than she could have ever imagined. She did not Jenny know that Jenny was going to show up in a stolen dress. I know, but she is oh, so yeah. pleased with herself. She grabs her coat. She says, uh, "This seems private, so I'm going to head out." And she's already <laughs> she's already gotten a table reservation at Butter and lets everyone know that the reservation is under Waldorf in case there's an after party. As she leaves, just queen shit from Blair here. <laughs> what a quick rise back to power at Very this point good. at this point in the episode like from last episode to this one right back on top love it spotted jenny in a red dress with red hands to match looks like utter disgrace is the name on this label so uh it looks like jenny bit off more than she could chew and now she is suffering for it it looks like there there is no digging herself out of the, out of the hole at this point yeah i mean we'll see we'll see how jenny handles it but first rufus rufus is uh debriefing with jenny here jenny let's Rufus know that Blair is a liar and that he got played. She's basically, Dad, you, you got played by Blair. Like, you, this is the oldest trick in the book. You fell for it. But Ru- Rufus <laughs> Rufus tries to break through to Jenny, but Jenny's pretty quiet, and this is when Rufus, like, snaps and kind of yells at her. Like, ha- half yells, half pleads with her to, like, tell him where she got the dress, what's going on. Jenny comes clean, says she sold her sewing machine and her lamp and some jewelry, and Rufus is incredulous and wants to know why. And we get this very, very powerful scene here where they're going back and forth, and I do see where Jenny is coming from here, because she tells Rufus that... He doesn't yeah. know how hard it is for her, and he can't just send her to a fancy school with a plaid skirt and a MetroCard, and everything will be okay. 
I feel like, yes, she is definitely obviously being ungrateful. But as I say every single episode, she is a teenage girl who is desperately trying to fit in with the other rich girls at the school. And it all stems from her insecurities, uh, kind of like our friend Blair. Right. You know, maybe there's more alike between the two of them than they realize. Yeah, that could be. I mean, again, she's, uh, what, two years younger than Blair. So this could have been where Blair was two years ago at this point. Yeah, we, we don't we don't know exactly how Blair. But there's even more insecurities on her part because uh, Jenny's not rich like Blair. So she, she doesn't have the easy money to go along with everything exactly like obviously jenny is being a brat but i feel for her here i can see completely where she's coming for it's it's right. hard to fit in in high school in general when you're not worrying about the the huge uh class difference in classes between all the rich people and you who has to sell your sewing machine just to afford dresses that people won't laugh at you for right yeah, she's got plenty of points and like you said she, of course she is being a little bit of a brat and she also doesn't have to be a part of like this particular friend group that needs her to be able to spend a lot of money, but this is who she wants to be a part of because she has these insecurities. So it is what it does. Yeah. And Rufus is insulted by this. He, he says he's not going to apologize for not having a private jet and money for her. And obviously I see where he's coming from too. He, he is the rare good parent in the show and he's doing everything right. he can just to be able to afford to send his kids to a nice school. Uh, but there, there's nothing he can do about not having billions of dollars like the other parents. Right. He just needs to kind of see where she's coming from a little bit and, you know, that's they, they got to talk it out. Exactly. And J- Jenny says she's not ashamed of where she comes from. She's ashamed of having to lie to her friends all the time. And Rufus says she doesn't have to do that. She's choosing to. But but uh, he just doesn't get it. Jenny's like, do, do you want like, do you want me to choose to have no friends? And she storms off. And honestly, I think pretty, pretty realistic fight here between uh between Rufus and Jenny. Who's, whose side are you more on? I think like I, I think I'm a little split because usually usually I'm team parent as as we have established. But um, I think they both have good arguments here, and, and I think I'm, I'm kind of down the middle. I think that you would normally be Team Rufus, but I've done such a good job of being Team Jenny over the past few weeks that I've, I've broken you down a little bit. I may, Maybe, but I, I think I'm, uh, you are actually nicer to Rufus in this scene than you normally would be, that too. That is true. That's because I, I, yeah. I have a soft spot for Rufus. Certainly more yeah, of a soft cute. spot for Rufus than for that asshole Allison. <laughs> if this was <laughs> yeah, Allison definitely. talking to Jenny, I would have been cursing her out oh yeah no no chance don't have to worry about that anymore um <laughs> serena God. and nate i guess nate uh tagged in for dan here like dan left to see what's going on with jenny and nate was like i'll, I'll uh, finish the date out for you if you want like with serena and then was just like oh, okay sure i guess i guess so um <laughs> yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't really trust him there <laughs> well i think he trusts serena yeah, it's true. And it's just like, a, it was funny to me to see, like, uh, why are these two alone <laughs> yeah, together? Exactly. And Serena takes this opportunity to try, well, first she complains to Nate now about, you know, everything going on. Like, Serena's just complaining to every, to anyone who will listen in this episode. And then uh, she tries to get Nate to forgive Blair, but he's not having it. He's not ready for that yet. And he's just going to leave. Yeah, it was a funny throwaway little thing like yeah, that. It, it had nothing funny. to do with the episode. Just like, oh, let me just, th- I mean, I'll just like try and plead with you here a yeah, little she's bit. Like, he you gave me an opening. I had to. And he was like, it's not going to happen. Right. I'm not, I'm not yeah. doing that with Blair. And this is when Eric shows up, tells Serena he was uh, playing Wii Tennis with Chuck for four hours at Brentforth's house. And obviously, hey, I get it. obviously this pisses Serena off. But this is when Eric says he likes hanging out with Chuck because he's fun and he doesn't treat Eric like some freak from the Ostras Center. And that makes a lot of sense for Eric. Like, I, I will give Chuck this. He has been great with Eric and he has honestly has been treating him just like a normal person because Eric is a normal person. Like, he had his sin at the Ostras yeah. Center, but that does not make him any different from anyone else. And like, is is Chuck actually a good older brother? For all of Chuck's flaws, is he actually a good older brother? It sounds like it. I mean, like in two thousand and seven, I guess two thousand eight. At this point, like we tennis is still like hot in the scene, and playing four hours with your future little brother that that what what an awesome dude. Yeah, I mean, like Chuck 
also does not have anyone he can really turn to at this point. So it might be a little bit of he just doesn't really have anyone else. So he can only ha- hang out with Eric and and Brantforth, whoever that may be. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's kind of like like Eric kind of wants an older brother. And this is also something that Chuck's needs in this moment, too. So they are they are very good for each other, Chuck and Eric right now. Yeah, and that, that line was funny, that, that little gag about how the person at the, the deli also looks at him like he came yeah. from the Ostrov Center. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the, in the Korean deli is also treating him weird. Um, <laughs> so Eric Eric now gives Serena another package that Chuck said came for her. He didn't give it to her himself because he thought Serena wanted him to stay away from him. But if I was Chuck, I would not even give it to Eric to give to her because based on the pattern that has been happening in this episode, it is not going to work out well for him and Serena's just going to get more mad at him. Yeah, I wouldn't even, I would just like maybe open it myself or I would throw it. I don't even know. Distance myself from that and never even mention it. And surprise, it's some right. Coke. <laughs> just a Coke baggie. That's when we said, I, I, that's when we said earlier. She just like, sorry, you go. That's all right. I was going to say when she gives it back to Chuck, like, well, she thinks she's giving it back to him, but he gives, she, I don't think, I don't think I see Chuck do anything with it, but just like keep it. Like he just <laughs> stores that away for later. Oh yeah. That'll come in handy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, like we said earlier, what is Chuck getting out of giving Coke to Serena, especially at this point? Like, it just like step back and think for it's a so little random. bit, Serena. Like, I get that Chuck is the obviously first suspect, but at this point, you know, think try to get another lead here. Right. I, I think this part um, of the this like this plot line is just the the writers just being like, all right, here's three beats of a mystery that we're not giving you any clues right. for, and you're just trying to figure it out and grasp at straws. Like, who the hell could this possibly be? And like, I, I, I was going crazy like, trying to figure out, like, am I so stupid that I'm not getting anything from this? Like, who? I, they're not giving you a, a single bit here. And yeah, well, I, I thought you, I was just really bad at solving this mystery. Yeah, you never had a chance because it was someone, it's someone we haven't met yet, so. Right. Once, once the episode ends, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. All the best mysteries end with something that could never be solved. <laughs> um, Dan, Dan comes home. He says, who turned 12? Which also was in contention for my Got joke him. of the episode. <laughs> and that's when uh dan goes to talk to jenny and uh we saw chuck in his uh in his good big brother era now we're gonna see dan in his big uh good big brother era as he gonna try to get through to jenny he tells jenny that nate was worried about her asked what happened he's worried about her becoming a, an upper east cyborg not not bad not bad with the wordplay i guess yeah all right upper east side upper east cyborg cyborg yeah i'll take it all right five out of ten yeah, uh, Jenny's much nicer to Dan than she was with her dad, and she tells she actually tells Dan like everything that happened, and Dan's like, "Hey, it's your birthday. Let's get some ice cream. Worry about this stuff later," and also tells her that she has so much more to offer than those other girls, and just needs to find a way to believe that. Honestly, I I thought that was beautiful. It did like I wasn't weeping at this, but it did bring a tear to my eye, and I I I thought the first time I watched this that he may have gotten through to Jenny, um, but I I mean I guess. Like, because clearly this 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 speech does not work as she then sneaks out to, yeah. to go to Butter. But I, I think the sentiment is there and she receives the message. But maybe here's uh, her dad talking about how he's going to lock her up. Could be, yeah. It's not a big apartment. So maybe she's like, uh, I don't want to stay here. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to yeah, get the fuck out. And that's what I was going to say. I believe that she actually did appreciate what Dan said to her, but still understands yeah. that she needs to do something to fire back at Blair. So like the two things aren't mutually exclusive. Correct. And either way, great moment for Dan. I think he was a, a very good big brother. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so Serena now confronts Chuck. I did not notice this the first time I watched, but when I just rewatched it, I love this sweater that Chuck is wearing. 
I don't think I noticed. Okay. It's yeah. just got like different kind of like fish on it. It's got like dolphins on really? the front of it. And on the back <laughs> is like a shark and another little uh, fish. It's like uh, very, a better eye out for very, this very cute, very cute sweater. Nice. Um, but don't beat yourself up about it. Like I said, I didn't notice it the first time I watched. Okay. Um, so she gives Chuck the Coke, really lays into him, tells him, you know, it's no wonder that no one loves him, not even his own father. Like, he's friendless, he's girlfriendless, his father doesn't even want him. All, very, very mean stuff. And yeah. uh, Chuck tells her not to bother with any of this because Bart has already kicked him out and poor Chuck has to move back to his old suite in the hotel. And he already, I think she feels bad immediately. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't want this for him. Like, not that that's the worst fate in the world to <laughs> be yeah. given, like, a suite to live in by herself. Yeah, but he, um, like essentially got kicked out of the family right and, and again because she, she, before that she got cut off she was saying like if we're gonna live together we need to put up some ground rules here because she still yeah. thinks this is him she's not saying she wants him to get the fuck out but she's like we gotta like stop whatever this is because she's still so convinced that this has been him right and am i actually feeling bad for chuck here see because it, it feel like it like it's pretty clear at this point that chuck is innocent and he just got kicked out of his family and i know he's an asshole but i i felt for him a little bit here yeah, like well, she just said it. He's like, he's got no one. Exactly, and now he's re- so. now he's gonna be going in to his old suite. He's not even gonna get to have slumber parties with Nate because Nate's still mad at him. So it's gonna I be know. very lonely for Chuck. I'm sure Eric will still go over there and hang out. I hope so, because yeah, we yeah. we see a little later that Eric is not happy with what uh, Serena pulled. Yeah. Um, Blair is at her table at Butter, and <laughs> this waitress must be like, Jesus, this poor loser comes in here every fucking I week know. with no friends and just sits <laughs> at a table. Because <laughs> this is the second week in a row this has happened. I wonder how long she's waiting there this time. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, it probably took some time for the minions to decide they wanted to go and then to actually get down there. So she was probably there for a while, but Blair had faith that they would show up eventually, and <laughs> she just had to sit there and look like a loser again. Like, good for Blair. She had to, she had to brave this experience oh, yeah. again to try to... To try to come out on I'm top. I'm sure she was starting to sweat a little bit. Yeah. And she hilariously yells at the waitress. And she's like, my friends are coming. And this is like a Shades of that New Girl episode where Winston has to go to the, the restaurant oh, yeah. and save seats for everyone. <laughs> I never thought I'd be comparing Blair Waldorf to Winston Bishop. but here, I knew it all. Here we I was going to come. <laughs> that would have been a fun crossover. <laughs> would have been. Um, and Gossip Girl says, any good general knows, you never let your soldiers see you sweat. Looks like this battle is ending at butter, and the win belongs to B. Victory is sweet. Because that is when the minions show up. And as Gossip Girl said, Blair has decidedly won this battle. This is why I was very worried for Jenny last week. Because uh, I, I thought she may have made the wrong decision. Because Blair, Blair told Jenny, if she leaves her now, she can never come back from it, or whatever she said. And Jenny naively said, you know, what can you do to me? Or something like that. Well, here is Blair demonstrating exactly how she can get back at you. Even when Blair is at the lowest of her power, you do not fuck with Blair. Because she has tricks up her sleeve. Yep. And even if Jenny didn't help her by stealing that dress, she would have found a way. Oh, yeah. I mean, she... She she's always thinking out of the box. She she went to Jenny's dad to plan a, a surprise birthday party for her. Who thinks of that? Yeah, go, you go to the weak spot. You know, like, oh, this girl doesn't have money. Like, let me show these girls like where she comes from. That'll exactly. That'll scare her. She knows you know? she knows her opponent's weak spots and she capitalizes on them. So I I, I don't think you want to cross Blair. I was very worried for Jenny for this exact reason. But now we see Rufus and Dan. Rufus doesn't want Jenny leaving the house. Dan is like, but I told her it's her birthday and I promised she could have ice cream. And Rufus is like, well, you don't make the rules around here, so she's going to have to take that with uh-huh. a grain of salt. He's being a little harsh here, but like he is still he's still fresh from that argument with Jenny. He's still very upset. He's still but, hot. Yeah, he's, yeah. And he's, Dan asks if he's just going to keep her locked up, and Rufus snaps at him like, I, I don't know. Like Rufus has never had to deal with this. 
So he's very frazzled as well. Yeah, he's trying to figure out how to parent like kids that usually don't do anything wrong. Yeah, uh, he's blaming himself for taking his eye off the ball, and he now he just wants to celebrate fifteen with some Jenny cake in the kitchen. And Dan goes to get her, but she is gone somehow. And this is the second example of how Jenny pulled something off that I do not understand how. Like, I know that Dan's room has that fire escape that Vanessa's always climbing through, but does Jenny's room have one? Because I did yeah, not... Yeah, I, I just assumed that she had one, I did too, not see I any. Know. I did not see any windows that she could sneak out of. No, I didn't see a window, no. Speaking of Vanessa, where has she been? It's a great question. I, I have no idea. No one mentioned it. Like that, that would that would be a person for her to go to right now. Yeah, at this moment, if yeah, she it really around. would be. And we had we had like the exposition that of why Cadi is gone because her family moved her back to Israel, but no one is mentioning why Vanessa has been gone for the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I don't know. But Just anyway, working, I guess. Yeah. So this is. I feel like we should have seen some scene with like um, with Dan and Rufus talking to each other. We kind of like comically see Jenny like sneaking out behind them, like through the door. That would be good. But Jenny, like, <laughs> she's just gone. She vanished into thin air. She did it once before when she stole the dress, and now she's doing it again when she sneaks out of the loft. Yeah, I, I just kind of, kind of assumed that there had to be some sort of back entrance or, like, some... Maybe she, there's a way to get to Dan's room where there is a fire escape. Maybe. We'll, yeah, we'll have to it. have a tour of the loft at some point and figure out how exactly this is possible. <laughs> but Like how they do, like, the Seinfeld uh, live yeah. tours. <laughs> yes, exactly. The apartments. They do have a Gossip Girl tour in the city. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, okay. you obviously don't go inside any of the lofts or anything. Do you just, like, walk through Manhattan? I think it's a bus tour. I think they, like, stop, like, oh, okay. at, like, the steps of the Met and, like, at other places where they film and stuff oh, cool. like that. I never did it, but it does sound interesting. Yeah. So Jenny's with Nate, and she's apologizing, but Nate is Nate's just glad that she's okay. Jenny asks for a favor. She doesn't want to be alone on her birthday, and this is, again, we see that Nate is willing to kind of drop everything to be there for Jenny. And I think he's dropping everything, but he doesn't really have anything to drop. I guess he's again, yeah. he drops nothing to be there for Jenny. Um, okay, yeah, I'm free. Now Serena's with her family. She, this is when I, I, I mentioned that she touches Eric's arm and Eric pulls back. He's visibly pissed at her. And I would be too. He's clearly blaming her for Chuck getting kicked out, which is understandable because it's her fault. I mean, it's Bart's fault, but it's to a degree Ser- Serena's fault as well. Right. Well, Bart wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for Serena. Yeah. And obviously Bart pulling the trigger, trigger a little too, uh, little too soon here being like all right yeah it's, it's just like chuck has a history so yeah again no proof that this was chuck but i guess without any mm-hmm. anything else to go on they're just like i mean i would have liked to see and i guess we did see like right away what happened if when chuck gets kicked out and she's still getting those packages like i feel like without the letter they would still just assume that it's chuck and then then what happens you're saying so if there wasn't that letter at all like if that was the final package the coke being the final package we would have just like been left with no, Chuck. I think if she kept getting packages, then uh-huh. like even because even though Chuck has been kicked out, there's nothing to stop him from still sending packages, which they think is what's going on. And so they would still just keep getting mad at Chuck. And then Bart would like, oh, I see. kick him out of the hotel or something. And he'd just be homeless. <laughs> I guess that would be the next step. So good thing she got that letter to clear things up. Well, I, I guess that, though, yeah, that's good and all. But it wasn't like, I guess that person who's coming is, was going to come eventually. And then it, that would have been yeah. cleared up once that person came to. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. She, she, we Serena gets another letter, and it's time for the big reveal. Oh my God, we don't get the reveal yet. But Serena, Serena gets the reveal of what's been going on, and Lily asks what's wrong, and Serena says nothing. She'll be right back. So obviously something is up in that letter that Serena just read. More on that later. But first, Blair and the Minions at Butter. Jenny shows up with Nate, 
and the rest of the minions are very impressed. Jenny has Nate talk to Penelope for a little bit, and this is enough to heal all wounds as Penelope says, you know what, Hazel? Maybe your mom did give away that dress. And <laughs> is Nate just that hot? Like, man, I wish I knew what that was like. Like, Nate is just that hot right? that he walks in and just talks to Penelope, and Penelope's like, you know what? We like Jenny again. I, like, I she has really been swooned by him. Like, immediately, he sits, he sits down, he's just got such charisma like i've never seen nate have and nate, um I, I, they must have, must have practiced some sort of lines before he came in like I, i'm assuming their plan was for him to sit down and try and like pretend to get into her pants but i don't think he has any real intentions so the thing is i don't think they planned this like i think jenny straight up manipulated nate here because they get to butter and we see nate like seems kind of confused he's like uh jenny i don't think this place has like whatever he say, like tea and cupcakes for your birthday or whatever. And she's like, Oh, true. And she's like, ah, sh- sh- just follow my lead. And she sits him down. And yeah, yeah. But then once Nate sits down, he just kind of like fits seamlessly. He knows exactly what to do. To Pen- yeah. Like he knows. Ex- yeah, that's why I thought maybe he sits down, he knows but I missed that line. Just, yeah. Okay. You're right. You're I think right. as soon as he sits down, he's like, Oh, okay. I'm being used. Jenny wants me to, to woo Penelope. And maybe I, I guess he, like, I will just do that connection. now. Cause that is my, <laughs> that is what I'm here for. <laughs> here to use my body. And to his credit, he does it very easily. And, not only is Nate just enough to simply get Penelope back on Jenny's side, but one, now that Penelope is back on Jenny's side, like she just snaps her finger and Hazel falls in line where she's like, oh yeah, you're right. My mom did give it away. Like Hazel didn't yeah, get anything out of in. this, but as soon as Penelope snaps her finger. Yep. Like I'm going to want, like we're all in agreement here that I'm, I'm happy. So just like, yeah. you know, real head minion vibes there. Yeah. Um, the power. Yeah, so like I said, we have to assume that Penelope is like the interim queen bee right now until this power struggle at the top s- subsides. So they can find a new leader. Exactly. Yeah. So we still don't know who it is now because Blair had a really good episode, but now Jenny fired back. So it, it kind of looks like the two it's are on... It's making the MVP count like very difficult yes, at this point. Yes, I agree. It was very difficult. And so they really make you think that Jenny was going to have a nice moment having ice cream with her brother to end the episode, but then she manipulates Nate into getting one over on Blair. And, you know... I. I would have liked to see her just have some ice cream, but this is also a brilliant move from Jenny. Got to hand it to her. And Blair's clearly upset, and they have a little stare down here, little Jay and Blair. Yeah. Yeah, just when you think the episode's going to end, it's like, oh, you know what, Jenny? Like, you tried, you failed. Let's just have some ice cream. It's going to end like a, with, with a, a wholesome scene with right. the family. It seemed, she comes back into the game. It seemed pretty decisive. Like, even Gossip Girl said, Blair won this. Blair won this. It's a victory for B. But, uh, you know... Not so fast, according to Jenny. She she came back making it very difficult to decide uh, just exactly who should get an MVP this episode. Very excited to see where you're going to go with it. I still don't know right now. I also don't know because I had someone penciled in, but now talking about it during this episode, I'm right. thinking I, talking I might be help. switching. So we'll see. You know, enough. Hopefully well, then, it's enough to keep these people still listening, even though we're running a little long here. <laughs> you got to see who's going to get that MVP. Um, got to. Don't worry, guys. We'll wrap it up soon. I know. I know. I know we're going a little long, but it's fine. You're having a good time. We're we're great. We're we're great guys. I know you guys got to go to the bathroom, but hold on. You want to we'll pause for a little soon. to let them go to the bathroom real quick? I guess they could just pause the episode, right? Yeah, but they don't have to if we just pause on our own. Or do people that listen to podcasts like listen to shows all the way through and just like hold in their piss until it's over? Well, yeah, that's what I do. That's yeah, that's what I say. Out of respect for the hosts. I know that a podcast, <laughs> once you press play, it is meant to be played in its entirety all the way through Absolutely. with with no breaks. Completely agree. And that's the experience we try to offer here. <laughs> so, final scene of the episode. Chuck hears a knock on his door. It's Serena. 
She's here to sincerely apologize. Turns out it wasn't Chuck after all, which we knew from the beginning, but glad Serena's finally on board. Um, as I said, I get why well, she just assumed it was Chuck, but and Chuck doesn't really deserve the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. Maybe after the third time and he's still swearing he didn't do anything and there's no evidence to dispute that, maybe look towards another suspect. I don't know. I don't know, Serena. But And I'm looking at you too, Bart. You definitely shouldn't have kicked him out at, at the very least, but right. that's neither here nor there. Uh, never thought I'd say this, but it turns out Chuck Bass is innocent, so who did send S all those naughty gifts? And that's when Serena shows Chuck the letter, and it reads, <clears throat> S, hope you like your presents. Coming back to town, heart, G. And Chuck says, why don't I make you a drink? So this this letter means nothing to us, or nothing to any of yeah. the of the new people watching this show. But it obviously means mm-hmm. something to both Serena and Chuck. Enough for Chuck to completely seemingly forgive Serena right away for getting him kicked right? out. And invite yeah. her in for a drink. So the episode- someone that dangerous even to Chuck. Yeah, so the episode's over, but I gotta ask, what's what's going on? Who who is G? What does this all mean? I need I need some predictions from you, Brandon. Come on. I don't know. It made it really tough to to do a podcast about this because I couldn't just watch the next episode until like we're ready to record again. I was like, oh, this is the first time I've been like, oh my god, I wish I could just like keep going. Um, but I can't not until next week. But uh, I I truly don't know what this could be. I, I'm assuming it's just like some kid from school that she used to sleep with back in her like her heyday. Uh, but that's all I can really tell you. All right. Good prediction. Good prediction. I, I am excited because uh, we, besides the Thanksgiving episode, we don't really have not really seen any of pre-boarding school Serena. And if this is someone from Serena's right. past, then maybe we could that who who is sending her gifts thinking that Serena will enjoy champagne and cocaine and porn and handcuffs. Maybe uh, someone that'll be trying to get Serena back to her wild side, perhaps. Right. That, that's essentially what, what, what I was thinking. And something something that's why I mentioned earlier, it's going to be somebody that's going to be a problem for dan because she's trying to distance herself from this life right. and she's been doing a good job of that and someone might make her relapse yeah dan's definitely not going to be a fan of serena kind of backtracks into into what she used to be but right. let's get into some segments my favorite of course the user review of the week this person gave the blair bitch project an eight out of ten and I picked this one because I think this is uh, Naomi's burner account that she used to uh, rate this episode. <laughs> because the person says, Blair and Jenny's rivalry was fun to watch. It probably will go on for some time now. In this story, we also see Jenny struggle to belong into the rich crowd. The dress story was pretty good. The Chuck and thing sent to Serena was not bad, but I guess it was the preview for something bigger. Some G is coming back. By the way, I find their habit of calling each other by the first letter of the name kind of stupid. Do they have no imagination for better nicknames? I especially <laughs> like Blair and Serena together. BS. Wow. So this person, same you're, you're, same problem as Naomi. Because then. of the uh, the issues with the uh, the letter names? The And the not having, like, if these people are seemingly best friends, they should have better nicknames for each other than just calling each other BNS. Yeah, that is, that is fair. <laughs> Next week. I, I, that's a oh, good review, though. I could agree with that. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, I, I just picked it because uh, I do think that this was Naomi's burner account. <laughs> Naomi, let us know if you are comedy fan 2010. <laughs> um, next week, the episode is called Desperately Seeking Serena. Do you have any predictions based on that title? Well, I think we're going to have the payoff from the the letter pretty immediately. It's got It's got to be this person coming and looking for her. Yes, and I will. I will give you the option. I, I usually read the little blurb, the little preview of the next episode, but the blurb does mention the name of who G is. So if you still want to be okay, no, yeah, don't even spoil it. Okay, so you still want to be uh, yeah. surprised when this person. So I won't. I won't even read it. 
I won't even read it when I'm going to play the episode next wow, week. Wow, that's bold. Um, let's get into the episode grade. I went first last week. You go first this week. What are you giving this episode as a grade? Um, I think I'm going to go A- minus because it was nearly perfect. And like we said when the episode started, it's been really hitting its stride lately. Um, a lot of drama, a lot of back and forth, a lot of twists and turns that were excellent and like a really awesome cliffhanger to, to land on. Uh, I guess just the plot that led to that cliffhanger was a little bit lackluster because there was a mystery that, again, gave you no clues. Um, but there, it, it was a fun little thing to land to end on for the episode. So, uh, with a near perfect episode with that little uh, tack off there, a minus. Yes, I I said this at the top of the episode. I think we're in a stretch of pretty good episodes here, and this is no exception. Brendan, we're in the handholding club today. I'm giving it an a minus. Nice. I, I like both of the main storylines a lot. I really love watching the brilliant minds of both Blair and Jenny working against each other. It is, it's just, it's thrilling watching them try to win people over to their sides and manipulate others. They're, they're both so smart and so calculating. Blair manipulates Rufus of all people, and then Jenny's able to bounce back and manipulate Nate. And they really kept us guessing. I, and I also really enjoyed the Serena and Chuck storyline. The gift's pretty funny. I think it becomes pretty quick, clear. Uh, that Chuck is not to blame, which gives story, you know, a nice mystery. Although, as you said, not a perfect mystery because it was not able to be solved. But whatever, I, right. don't, I don't really care about that. It came with a nice cliffhanger. Um, I love Chuck treating Eric like an actual person and being there for him as a brother. And I love Dan being there for Jenny as a brother, even though at the end of the day she still snuck out. But whatever. Uh, Blair and Chuck, both very funny in this episode. Plenty of great lines, some great emotional scenes, believable writing. And we didn't even have a boring Rufus love storyline to weigh it down. Rufus was part of the main action yeah. this week. So, uh, not completely perfect. Just, I, I don't know exactly why, but I, I just wouldn't put it up there with the other A episodes. Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not a top, top tier. Yeah. Like we've had better. But one, one uh, tier lower higher. than that for sure. Right. But you're right. I, I think just like anything, any episode of television that can make you that stressed out, like you're talking about that scene with the dress, and oh, you're yes. just like like cringing and scared Oof. of what's going to happen. Like, what a, what a gripping storyline. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page with this one. Uh, yeah. Who do you have as your MVP? This is this is the intro. This is why people have not turned off the podcast yet. They were very interested in hearing where you mm-hmm. would land for MVP. Uh, See, so I've I've done things like this in the past where I've gone from like where someone started the episode as opposed to landed. So with that argument, I could say Blair's the MVP because she started as like a nobody at the start, and like even like the beginning of the episode had literal like yogurt droppings on her head and was like couldn't get any lower than Nate or Chuck and was just like you know really grasping at straws to gain some power back and and did that um but then the end of episode ends and she's not all the way back down there but is not seemingly on top anymore but there's a there's a, a point in the episode where you think like Blair's exactly back where she left off uh the start of last week um so I I think I'll give it to her because of how far she came from the start of the episode. And I can't, I cannot fault you for that. And I think it, it was so hard because Jenny coming back at the end there, where if Jenny doesn't bounce back like that, I think it's an easy Blair MVP. And I, I'm right. I'm very glad that you went first. Cause I still don't know exactly what I want to do. Um, it's almost like a draw for both Blair and Jenny. So I don't know yeah. if I want to give either of them. I mean, maybe even to give it a draw, like since I gave Blair, you could give it to Jenny. So we kind of split it, split the vote. We could, but I have given Jenny so many MVPs that I'm, okay. I'm, 
I was thinking Dan because of the nice moment, but it's really only the one scene he has, and it doesn't even like really yeah, he doesn't work. Yeah, have enough going on because she still because she still sneaks out after that. So right. I'm kind of leaning towards either Chuck, surprisingly, or Eric, because, again, I like the oh. brotherly dynamic in this episode. And the only thing is Chuck kind of loses it because he does get kicked out. So he doesn't like he doesn't win the episode. Um, no. uh, I, I have I had Eric's name penciled in because he got to have a brother and he was probably happier in this episode than in any other episode. And he got to play Wii Sports for four hours with with uh, Banforth. You can't can't forget that. Yep. But after talking about it. I feel like I, I think I might switch switch the courses here, and I think that with all this battling between Blair and Jenny, I think the one person who this is really great for is Penelope, and we see that she gets to be in charge all episode. Oh my! She's snapping her fingers, Incredible. and Hazel's falling back in line. She, I mean, I I don't think that this will go anywhere. Maybe it will, but Nate comes in and she says in the beginning of episode, "I want to talk to Nate." At the end of the episode, she achieves her one goal. She gets to talk to Nate. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe it goes somewhere. But, wow. I mean, she is able to have so much power that, I mean, Blair and Jenny are fighting for control over the minions, which is essentially control over Penelope because Penelope is in charge of all of the minions. So Penelope is in charge all episodes. Like I mentioned, she tells Hazel that Jenny's back in the group and Hazel just listens. Like she, I mean, this is a... I mean, I don't really love Penelope as a character. She's kind of nothing so far, but... I. After talking about it, I just I think that Penelope kind of came up on top. Damn, this is a bigger twist than the Blair and Jenny twist. I mean, do do you disagree? I mean, obviously you gave no. You make you make a great point. Like she has one goal in mind to start the episode, and she achieves <laughs> it by the end. Where uh, Blair and Jenny is a little bit more fuzzy. Exactly. Um, I, I think I think I'm still landing on on Blair just because I think even after she gets set back a peg at the end of the episode, she's still. Much further along. Oh, I don't yeah, think no, she's no. yeah, completely like ostracized. Based from the group on at where she point. was think, at the beginning yeah. of the episode to where she is now, I think there's a great case for her getting the MVP as well. Which is why I'm glad that you. And did I think she's still like close to being a part of this world again. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry, Eric. You were very close to me giving you an MVP. I will get you another one somewhere Penelope, down the line, though. somewhere hopefully. But uh, hold, hold tight, Eric. We'll we'll get you in there, buddy. Don't Sit worry. Tight. Um, I don't think you're just an Ostroff freak. I think you're a great guy, and I would love <laughs> I would love to be your older brother, if you're listening. I kind of agree with fictional the, uh, character the guy Eric Vander Woodson. <laughs> you agree with uh, Suke at the deli or whatever his name was? Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. Um, who's your LVP? Um, LVP. I mean, I'm sad to do it because um, I'm such a fan, but I, I might go with. I think this is my first time first time giving Serena an LVP. Um, wow. I think she just you know she's not seeing uh, the truth in, in Chuck all episode long and she gets one of my favorite characters banned from his house and his life so uh, she owns up to her mistakes by the end of the episode though but still uh, not not her best yeah it's hard it's hard when your two favorite characters are going at it with each other right yeah that's like me with Blair and Jenny <laughs> it's tough um yeah, I actually agree. Serena was as charming as ever in this episode, but I think I have to give her an LVP because also a uh, a pretty ba- like big misstep. Not like an egregiously bad episode for her, but just like no, a, a no. low key bad episode for her. She, Compared to everybody else, yeah, yeah. She obviously refuses to believe Chuck all episode. Um, think she probably should have heard him out at some point. Uh, she's pretty directly responsible for him getting kicked out of their own house, and she does it without thinking about how Eric will feel. Uh, Eric's clearly pissed at her at the end of the episode, so she's kind of lost that. Uh, brother sister relationship with with Eric. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if she even has Eric in her corner anymore in the next few episodes, where she's uh, might have to 
go go to bat with some mysterious G. Um, she's also very yeah. Hopefully, uh, well, since she's forgiven Chuck, maybe he'll get and she'll get him back yeah. too. Uh, she's also very self-absorbed this episode. She just keeps complaining about her stuff that's, and telling the same too. stories yeah. to everyone. Dan, Blair, Nate, all of them. She's not listening to anything they have to say. And We had to hear about how she doesn't shower all fucking episodes. She, she's telling everyone. And uh, she gives Blair also some really bad advice and is indirectly responsible for Blair showing up the, the butter trap where everyone dished her. <laughs> I, I feel like it's... Ser- yeah, there's, there's more and more of a case. Yeah, I feel like Serena doesn't excitedly accept this invite for Blair. Like maybe, like I said, let Blair would be able to second guess it. But uh, obviously Blair just wants to make Serena happy so she listens to her and then is sad because of it so not happy with that uh not all of it completely Serena's fault but it's it's enough to get her the LVP this week from from both absolutely yeah yeah so with that let's do some Lonely Boys Theater you are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater um Mm -hmm. and we are going to do that lovely emotional scene b- between Rufus and Jenny at their, so emotional, at their so lovely. kitchen table in the loft where uh, they're arguing about, uh, you know, about what what Jenny's been going through. Uh, yeah, you'll hear it right now. Have we established uh, either of these characters? I don't know. Are I, you like Rufus I, I or guess because I'm such a Rufus fan, I'll do, I'll do Rufus. All right. So you, you take us away. And plus, he looks so good this episode. I want to I, I embody such a, a hunk. <laughs> you are freshly cut hair Rufus. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, all right. Blair said, they told you the original party had fallen through so that they could get they could surprise you with the better one. Blair's a liar. You got played. She also said that you were afraid to, the girls, they wouldn't accept you, everything about you. She knew you were wrong. And she wanted to, she wanted you to feel like you had nothing to be ashamed of. Was that a lie too? Hmm. Where, oh, no answer. He sighs. <laughs> Where did you get the dress? And I know you didn't make it because your sewing machine is gone. <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is, Dad. I sold my sewing machine, okay? What? Yeah, and a lamp and some jewelry. Why? Because I had to! Dad, Dad, you, you, you think you can send me off to school with a plaid skirt and a Metro card and everything will be okay? I am not apologizing for having a private plan for you, Jenny. You think I'm, ash- not having. You think I'm ashamed of where I came from? No, Dad. What I'm ashamed of is having... To bring a brown bag to lunch to school and, and, you know, eat in the bathroom and then go out with my friends and pretend that I'm not hungry when I go to lunch with them. You don't have to do those things, Jenny. You're making a choice. What don't you get? You, you want me to choose to have no friends? Well, well, clearly, clearly, I mean, that's not even a choice anymore because that's just done. Oh, stop groveling, you fool. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wow, reviews are in. Once again, they're saying best one we've ever done. Everyone is applauding. They can't get enough of us. Great great work again, Brendan. Great work. You say that every time, and every time uh, I stumble over the lines because I don't read them beforehand, <laughs> and then I cause you to stumble a little bit more than you would, would with if I wasn't here. But I, usually, I try and edit it a little bit to make me sound better than I do. Okay, good. So people, good. Maybe, maybe people do think we're doing well. Good to know some insight. I mean, we get ovations at the end of every one. Uh, that is true. <laughs> so, I mean, if people are disliking it, they're not. I mean, they're at least nice enough to clap for us. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's plug some shit. What do you What do you got? What do I got? Um, I guess since this is around Christmas time, I'll plug the Happy Boys. Where I think at this point it should be out. We are doing a Festivus Christmas holiday Ooh. type special. Um, 
where the listeners and audience are airing their grievances with the Hoppy Boys. So check that out. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm sure you're a part of it. I mean, last time I was on, I started off the episode with a list of my own grievances. So <laughs> you're, you're the perfect candidate. <laughs> and also, uh, you, you were on recently uh, on the Hoppy Boys and previously mentioned Kirsten McGinnis just recently on. So just check out all those good episodes with friends of the show. Yes. Very. I've not. I've, of course, listened to my own episode, and I was very funny. I couldn't stop laughing at the stuff I was saying. I've not listened to the Kirsten episode yet, but I'm sure it's also very good. Yeah, it's great. Um, so as for me, for I am recording a couple of podcasts in the very near future, so by the time this is released, they will already be out there. I will be on the Ang In There podcast, another Ooh. Avatar Oh, I've podcast. heard of that. Yeah, it's on- uh, With Third Wheel, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, uh. I, I know. I know. Jacob. Jacob Redman is the one who invited Jacob. me to be on it. Go. So I know that he is the host, and I believe the other host name is Zach. And I, I guess I probably should have confirmed that before plugging this, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. So let's just go with that, and I'll just look like a fool if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, he invited me to be on the podcast to talk about cool. boiling rock. So that is a very good episode to talk about. So that should hopefully exist by now so you'll check out post show recaps and hear me talk about avatar the last airbender a very good show i know that you agree with that uh speaking of very good shows and very good podcasts i am also going to be on the bojack horse pod yet again i'm going to be part of the three timers club so by the time this is released that nice. episode will also be out i'm doing the uh the penultimate episode of season four another big one they they like to bring me on for the really big ones because i'm kind of I'm, i guess so yeah, i'm well, kind of the MVP best guest are. i don't want to you know disparage anyone else <laughs> but i mean if you look at the resume i mean i'm on the best episodes and i'm also just it's really just good how do we get ourselves on post show recaps isn't that what we're doing here yeah we're we're doing a post show recap right now yeah well uh get us get us in that network guys actually you know what don't even because we're gonna start our own well i mean we're part of the we're already part of the boys network we don't need to be part of rhap yeah that's right i was just i I thought maybe they get a little bit of a paycheck but we'll we'll start raking in some cash listen the the the, the big bucks are gonna flow in (laughs) that's right we already have like seven dollars uh from ads there's another update we haven't had an update with that i mean i haven't seen any of that money but i'm glad to hear it (laughs) yeah and you will continue to not see it (laughs) Um, yeah, so besides those podcasts that I'm going to be on, also, uh, in real time, when we were recording this, the Gossip Girl reboot, the second half of season one, started being released yesterday, episodes seven, eight, and nine, so by the time that you're hearing this, I believe the entire first season will be available to watch for the Gossip Girl reboot. If you are Mm -hmm. a Gossip Girl newbie and have not watched this whole show, don't watch the reboot because they kind of spoil it very quickly into it like almost, oh, wow. almost okay. right away you will get spoiled as soon as you start watching so if you don't want to get we'll, spoiled we'll, we'll get there in a few years oh we will get there eventually uh besides that also the saved by the bell reboot that season two just came out so watch that because it's really funny and i don't want it to ever get canceled because mm-hmm. it's one of the funniest shows and i love it a lot i've heard great things about it another show that you have to watch speaking of shows that you have to watch mindy kaling has a new show on hbo max I think it's on HBO Max. Sex Lives of College Girls looks very funny. I have not watched it yet, but I'm going to plug it anyway because um, I know that I will love it once I watch it because I'm a big fan of Mindy Kaling's other show, which coincidentally happens to be Never Have I Ever. Two seasons are on Netflix. You should also watch that. And I, I think I'm done plugging a bunch of shows that <laughs> have nothing shows. to do with me or Gossip Girl. <laughs> okay. That's great. Let's wrap this shit up. Brendan, do you have anything else you want to say? 
We could extend this episode a little longer. Do you really want to? I mean, like I said, we have no guests, so we're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was talking about peeing before, I think it was more because I actually have to really pee. So you want to get so out I, of here? I think I'm ready to go. All right. Unless you want to like, hold me hostage and torture me. No, no, no. Brendan's ready to go. I suppose I'm ready to go as well. Uh, you guys can join us next week uh, for season one, episode 15. What was the episode called again? <laughs> Is this part of you torturing me? Yeah, this is. Pretending to forget the name of the episode. <laughs> Desperately seeking Serena. Ah, yes. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely love you boys. boys. Oh boy. All right.